Talk Live. It's the very first Saturday edition of the program for the year 2010. Welcome aboard and Happy New Year to all of our Saturday-only listeners. Tonight, as always, it's Ian with you and Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on our site for free. And for those of you that have not yet seen it, maybe because you only get the show on Saturday nights on your local radio station, Free Talk Live has a brand new website. You can go to freetalklive.com and experience a brand new Free Talk Live 2.0 site. Normally, on a radio uh, radio show website, it's it's kind of about a well, we tell you what's important perspective. The new Free Talk Live site is much more community based in that you get to create the content of the site. So it's more you telling us what's important perspective. It's a right. totally different approach. There's uh, news stories there. You can vote them up, vote them down, enter your own news stories. There's even opportunities for you know blog posts. Uh, you know you can call that a news story. You can call sure. your own rant a news story. It doesn't really matter. But you know mostly it's it's intended to be sort of news stories. But hey, you know you can do what you want. It's free talk live. And it's free, uh, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their website. So enjoy it all over at freetalklive.com. Uh, we'll start things out here tonight uh, with a with a story about scams and scam artists. And Mark, you and I were both uh, born and raised down in Florida, uh, the Sarasota Bradenton area. Says what to do with scam artists? Well, I mean, there's a lot of old people uh, that live down in the the you know the whole Sunshine State is packed full of them. Certainly, uh, the area where we grew up, there's a number of them. And well, I mean, they're just more susceptible to scam artists. Uh, they're getting a little. Se- the, they seem to be the, uh, the the targets, yeah. Right. Well, some because a lot of them are getting up in the years, and they're starting to. Uh, the my grandmother, for instance, she's I think in her late 80s now, and she's starting to get a little bit of what they say uh, they say is dementia. So it's not uh, not you know full on Alzheimer's or something like that. It's just a little bit of confusion, mm-hmm. you know, here and there. And so that's why the the scam artists uh, will target these folks. I'd hate to think that confusion is going to get worse over time. You'd you'd hate to think that. Yeah, I'd hate to think that. I imagine it will. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so it's the alternative, I guess. So they so in this case, uh, the story is actually about an 86 year old man who didn't fall for the scam. And let me just share this with you, and and then maybe you've got a, a story of uh, were you taken? Have you ever been scammed before? And if so, can you tell us about it? Whether it's one of those online phishing emails that you got hit with or one of the Nigerian bank fraud emails or, as this one is, an actual phone call that came in. Harry Cole, this is from the uh, St. Pete Times, by the way. Harry Cole doesn't have a background in law enforcement, but that didn't stop him from doing some amateur detective work when phone scammers began offering him millions in prize money. If you just pay them a few hundred dollars up front, of course, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the one, right? That's how you win prizes, right? You pay them to get the prize. Publishers Clearinghouse doesn't do business that way. I don't I, – I, it's just hard to believe anyone would fall for this, right? But they just must call so many people with this scam that inevitably they'll find the suckers. Well, that's uh, you know that that's the the, the classic short scam is to uh, in order to you, you offer somebody something much greater in order to get something much smaller um, you know early on they they the scammer gets something much smaller early on. No, you just uh, you just have to be convincing, then, poof, I guess. They're gone. In this case, the 86-year-old retired exterminator and hospital volunteer said, "I'm not a college man, but I'm not really dumb." The call started December 17th when a man who said his name was David Rose called Coral's home. He told his wife that her husband had won a contest in Vegas and was due $1.5 million. The catch? Write a check for $299.25 and send the money through Western Union. 
You know, I, I, you always hear that these prizes require one to pay like up front right immediately or whatever the sales tax or the the IRS income tax. I don't know. Like I don't I've, I've never won anything like this, so I don't know what what is actually required. But it's uh, well, yeah. if you're winning one point five million, I can tell you the IRS is going to want more than three hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, the prize would then, he said, the prize would then be sent to uh, Mr. Coral. When Coral's wife told him he knew something sinister was afoot, the retired World War II vet was in Vegas three years ago for a reunion of his army unit, but he says, I didn't any enter, con- uh, enter any contests. The next day, the man called again. This time, Coral answered. He engaged the mysterious caller, whom he called foreign sounding. He must have talked for about half an hour, said Coral. The man claimed uh, to be from Michigan. This time, he said the prize was now $5 million, and the fee was $399.12. Yeah, you want to just... That that seems like it's even more unbelievable. Why would it be uh, $1.5 million the first day, and then the next time they call, $5 million? I mean, at least get some consistency with your scam. Uh, he says he was very, very insistent, said Coral, who pretended to be interested in order to get information. I kind of talked like, yeah, I'll do it, whatever. The man gave him a contact number. He did insist that I don't contact the FBI. He said it kind of interrupted their business. Coral hung up on him. About 15 minutes later, another man called and offered him a new Mercedes plus $5 million. This time, he was told to send $500. Coral was fed up. He asked the phone company about the phone number, and it came back as being from Jamaica. Coral decided it was time for the professionals to take over the case. And here's where the story gets uh, even more interesting from, from my perspective, right? So he calls the Newport Ritchie Police Department. And they're there to protect and serve, right? I mean, that's what they say. It says that on the sides of their cruisers, I'm sure. It's what, it's what all the police claims, that they're there serving and protecting. What is the Newport Ritchie Police Department going to do about uh, scam calls coming from Jamaica? Well, that's a good question, Mark, and I, I, I think we can address that here in a moment, but let me just explain what they did do. Or what they could do is another question. What they did do is, uh, well, what you'll find out here. So he lives in uh, in that area. However, he lives outside the city, so the, they referred him to the Pasco County Sheriff's Office. Oh, I'm sorry, that's out of our jurisdiction. <laughs> so he called the Sheriff's Office, and the Sheriff's Office said the matter was outside its jurisdiction and that he should call the FBI. So Coral called the Tampa office. They told him. Yeah, I, I can imagine how frustrating this this is this is right. Like first you call the Newport Ritchie Police Department. Newport Ritchie po- Police Department says no, not our business. Then you call the Port Ritchie Police Department. They said no, 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 it's not us. You call the Pasco County Sheriff's Department. No, no, it's not us. You call the FDLE. No, 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 it's not us. You call the FBI. Uh, uh-uh, uh, you're gonna have to talk to the NSA. Whatever, uh, you know, they'll 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 keep bumping you down the line. If you've ever made a phone call to a government agency, you know what this, this feeling's like. And it's not like you even get it that answer on the first call. Usually you have to uh, leave a message or you you get bumped through a few people, whatever. Indeed. Frustrating. Uh, So he called the FBI, called the Tampa office of the FBI, and then they told him to call the Pasco Hernando field office in Wesley Chapel. So he did that twice. He got an answering machine and left messages. Meanwhile, Coral kept getting calls from the scammers. On December 18th, he got more than 20 calls. Now, what has to be going on here is these scammers must be calling old people, and they must tell themselves, well, if someone says yes, we'll do the deal, then that means we've got some suckers here, and so we can call them a whole bunch of times with a whole bunch of scams? It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make much sense because, um, you know, if you were a scammer, you would want to keep your suckers um, sort of on, on a, in a short, uh, on a short leash. You don't want anybody else getting them. You don't want, because anybody 
when they start start getting the money taken from them, you know, they're not going to fall for that too many times. On December 19th, another man called Coral. He said he was in Spring Hill and wanted to finish the transaction while in the vicinity. He said that he, uh, he apparently to take a check for $500 to the Western Union near a Walmart and there would be five million and a Mercedes in it for him. If he's in Spring Hill and he wants to get that taken care of real quick, why don't you come over here to Pasco County and we'll do it? I mean, Spring Hill's just around the corner. An FBI agent returned Coral's call the following week after the Times inquired about his complaint. <laughs> okay, so the FBI returned the call after the New York Times called uh, after the, the FBI- St. Pete Times. Oh, St. Pete yeah. Times, excuse me. Right. Uh, St. Pete Times gave so them a call. That's mm. how you get a call back from uh, your loving federal government who's out there to protect and serve you. I mean, this guy left two uh, two phone messages with the FBI after the local police said, this is who you call, we can't help you, and they only called back after the media called to inquire about the case. So what happened? What did the FBI agent say to Mr. Coral? Um... We'll, uh, we've taken this information and we'll, we'll go right to work on it. The agent told him the field office can't do anything about an overseas operation, but suggested Coral send in the information anyway so it could be forwarded to the Washington, D.C. office. I'll do that, he said. The calls have tapered off now, but Coral said he was surprised that law enforcement didn't seem more interested in protecting <laughs> the public from such con artists, especially when those victimized most often are the elderly. So I wonder if this World War II vet remembers what it was like to be in the military and the, the, the kind of uh, bureaucracy that went on there. I mean, you know, it, it, does, does, he, does he think it did, it did it get worse as far as bureaucracy goes? Because I suspect it didn't. Um, he said, what are we paying them for? <laughs> he's, yeah, I, I, it's a valid question. So uh, what could they do? I mean, it is in another country. I have an idea and would love to hear from you as far as if you've ever been caught up in a scam or you know somebody who has. Don't be embarrassed. Tell your story. 800-259-9231. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of archives right there on the front page of the site. Uh, in fact, we the archives go back for an entire year, uh, totally free, Additionally, we're working on a way to get people access to more than a year's worth of archives. I don't know how well it's going to work out, but plans are afoot for this. Uh, it may take us a little while to get that put together. We'll let you know when that happens. Uh, freetalklive.com, it's all free for you. And on Free Talk Live, uh, we've been talking about investing in gold and silver as a as a hedge against inflation. This is not a scam, by the way. This is a real good deal. <laughs> right. We're talking about scams tonight. Um, and either as an investment in bar, um, you know, or, or barter currency, we uh, we know that we we've now teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. When, by, when I say hand-picked, I picked out these the pieces that we'd be you know the the types of pieces, not the individual ones. And uh, you can go check them out at silver.freetalklive.com there's US Eagles over there British Sovereigns 20 francs Lakota Nation silver rounds Montana silver reserves and Walking Liberty halves um and 
you can go to silver.freetalklive.com and these are probably the best rates you're going to find on the internet. I there, there may be somebody who has them a little cheaper. I don't know, but um, your time is worth something if you have to go hunting all over the place. So uh, check out silver.freetalklive.com before you do any uh, buying in gold or silver. Now, apparently nobody in our listening audience has ever been scammed tonight, Mark, because they <laughs> haven't called in to tell us about it at 1-800-259-9231. But that's okay, because there are a lot of different things we can talk about about uh, this particular issue. And then we'll get to your calls about absolutely anything. But I want to make sure we finish up this discussion about this uh, elderly gentleman in the Tampa Bay area, stories from the St. Pete Times, who was getting well, scam uh, scam artists calling his home, telling him stuff like, you've won $1.5 million, just send us a check for $300. And or Western Union, they don't want checks. They want to make sure it's Western Union so they can get the cash right away. They disappear. Yeah. Uh, well, send us a three hundred dollar Western Union, and we'll give you a, a one point five million. And they call back the next day, and they said it's five million now. And you just send us a five hundred dollar Western Union. It was just crazy the the claims they were making. So this elderly gentleman was not fooled by uh, these folks. He hasn't still lost spry his mind. And, yeah. and and can you know figure out a scam when he hears one. Right. So he calls the local police department. They say, we can't handle it. Call the FBI. So he calls the FBI field office. They say, um, and they, by the way, did not bother returning his phone calls. Finally, they did call him back after the St. Pete Times had called them inquiring about the story. And that's kind of one aspect of this. Like, hey, surprise, surprise. Here's a great example of how it is the government has absolutely no obligation to do anything for you at all. I understand people believe that the government's there to keep them safe and to protect them and stuff like that? Because, after all, that's what people like George Bush and Barack Obama say over and over again. Just listen to any speech, uh, specifically about terrorism, for instance, where the uh, the president will always say something like, it's my job as president to protect the American people. Really? Well, apparently it's not the FBI's job to do any protecting of the American people, because otherwise they might have called this guy back. If right. they even wanted to, sh- if they even wanted to bother to show some level of concern for this man and his situation. Right. I don't think the federal government specifically has much interest in protecting you. Like if you, if you could imagine a guy gets pulls out a gun ready to shoot you somewhere in the media vicinity of the president, do you think the president's going to throw himself in front of that bullet? <laughs> do you think the secret service men are going to throw themselves in front of that bullet? I think they're going to throw themselves on top of the president. Like they care yeah. about. The they care about protecting themselves. The state. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I would question that when it comes to a local law enforcement officer. I really do believe that uh, that some of those guys got into the business in order to protect the the, the actual civilians. I, I and agree I think with that, you. And they're a little more a little more accountable than the federal government, which is why this guy actually got calls back from the local bureaucrats. Right. He got to t- he got to talk to the uh, Newport Ritchie Police Department and the uh, Pasco County Sheriff's Department, but he didn't get to talk to the FBI until the St. Pete times a rather sizable uh, news organization gave them a call and right. they thought that it might they might look like they had some egg on their face if they didn't call back one of their one of their uh, sponsors so it's a great idea or it's a great example rather of how useless the federal government is but even though he did get to talk to the local sheriffs they just passed the buck they just, well, it's not our jurisdiction. Even though he's paying thousands of dollars a year, likely, in taxes that go to support these bureaucrats and pay their paychecks, they didn't do anything for him. So what could they do about it? I have some ideas, but let's go first to Eric in Florida listening to WFLA. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, how you guys doing? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, first of all, I'll just say you guys got a great show. Fun you guys this year. Thanks. And I switched over to Libertarian Party, which is awesome. 
Well, I don't think the Libertarian um, Party's too awesome, but... Uh, <laughs> well, I guess to, to open my eyes is what I should say. You guys have really done. I started, um, I started I, my uh, political career in the Libertarian Party. You might as well Party. do it. I mean, you know, I, we're, not, we're not questioning that. I mean, I, I'll vote for a Libertarian candidate yeah. if he's on the ballot, but... Uh, it's just yeah. my, my gripe with them is they just aren't Libertarian like they used to be. Anyway, go yeah. ahead with your thoughts. Well, the reason I was calling in is actually when I graduated college, the person moved to Tampa, um, one of my first jobs was what I thought was a little shady, actually, on the first day. I was put to work right away, and we had a system where you would actually call people and uh, basically offer them free vacation vouchers, and you would tell them that, you know, congratulations, you've won this and everything. Um, what we just need for you is to verify some information who you guys are for your safety and security. And at that time, you'd ask them to get their checkbook, which they would go get, and you'd like, like, okay, what's your name? And they're like, did you get a couple of vague information? Like, oh, you, you still live in, uh, say, like Tampa, Florida or something like that? So we'd get that information, we're like, who are you banking with? And they'd tell us the banker, like, okay, now we're going to verify who we are. We're going to get your checkbook. We're going to tell you these first few digits. What we would do is give them the, basically the routing number, which is open information to anybody. It's just like a numerical address. Mm-hmm. And be like, hold on, we're going to check with you. And it's like the movie Boiler Room. We put them on hold. We yelled at this guy that's got a huge book with all the information. And we basically were just ripping off account numbers from people. So... I so wait a minute. You'd give them that. Wait, wait, wait. You'd give them their bank routing number, and that would impress yeah. them. So then they would give yeah. you their account number. They would have a false sense of security thing. Like, oh well, this guy knows our. He already has our information. He knows where our bank at because we'd ask their address and look for the local bank that was around there and say, oh, you guys bank there. Here's your routing number, which is just like numerical information as an address. So anyone yeah. can get that. Oh my God! So, so what did the, I know? I couldn't. I couldn't believe this. And then what would happen? I mean, after you got their uh, their bank account number, then what? Well, then you said that we'd send out the voucher and the mail and everything like that. But that was my first call. I was like, this sounds horrible. And it was like instead of a movie, like the main guy in charge of the call center was like an ex New York cop, but he was like <laughs> in lead charge of his team. I don't know why. It's like he knew how to run these scams or something. And so the second call, like, yeah, I already felt uneasy about it. I happened to. Some younger lady about my age, and she's like, "Hold on, let me just do some research." And she checked the Better Business Bureau, and we were on there for like scams and frauds. And I'm like, "Okay, this is wrong," you know. And I just quit. Actually, one of the guys I was training with, I'm like, "Hey, I think this is a scam. We need to get out of here." So, but wow. I come to find out that that place has been closed down and reopened over several different names that are very similar. So I'm I, sure the same I, thing still going on. Yep, I bet they have. So, so you're not really sure what they would do with that, as far as no. uh, how much money but, they jack from the account, and yeah, and I have that. no clue like that. I mean. You know, I mean, any for, there was no reason at all. I mean, we weren't even trained on what these these vouchers were for. There no, no background in the business. I mean, I literally started it as soon as I walked in the door. And, Unbelievable. Uh, so, and so to me, it sounded like, you know, if you're getting accounting numbers from people and being dishonest about it. Then yeah, that's yeah. Uh, good on you for good. quitting that job. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, luckily. You, you keep your Which soul intact. I was, college, I was excited about my first job, you know, out of college, but I'm proud of that. <laughs> Thanks for that. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. That's interesting. Maybe you've been on the other side of the scam. Maybe you've been involved in the scam. You can share that with us, too. And uh, like you, uh, like Eric, hopefully you did the right thing. Get the hell out of it. Uh, more coming up. Take control of the airways. Free Talk Live. Guys, do you have trouble getting women or ever wonder why she chooses the jerk instead of you? Do you want to know what she really wants in a man? Welcome to SchoolofDating.com, the site that will teach you how to build confidence and pick up women without losing your self-respect. SchoolofDating.com offers live dating shows, free chat line, coaching, and much more. Whether you're single, dating, married, or just need motivation when it comes to women, we'll show you how to get there. SchoolofDating.com, we're more than just a dating site, we're a lifestyle. 
This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. Very first one for 2010. Welcome back, I guess. It's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, and those include our bulletin board system. You can go to bbs.freetalklive.com, get involved, and get interactive with the over 500,000 posts. There's an awful lot to talk about there. bbs.freetalklive.com. Manchester Brewing, brewers of John Thomas Red, now available in a strap-on edition for hikers. Manchesterbrewing.com. All right, we continue here. We talk, we're talking about scams and wondering if you've ever been caught up in one. Maybe you fell for a scam, and it's all right. People can be gullible. I know that I've been gullible in the past. Uh, maybe you can share your story with us here at 800-259-9231 or from the other side of the, the coin – we just had Eric in Florida telling us about how he started at a telemarketing firm. He didn't really realize what he was getting into until he found out the company he was working for was getting bank route, uh, getting uh, bank account numbers from people in a very dishonest manner. So maybe you want to tell us about a, a scam that you might have unwittingly been involved in, or perhaps even wittingly, and maybe you've you know come over to uh, the side of uh, good now. Truth, and, justice, in the American way. Yeah, because scams scams are awful. It's dishonest, and it's, it's a terrible thing to do to people. But they're out there, so let's talk about them. 800-259-9231. Well, I think that there's... Uh, one, sh- one should draw a distinction, and I'm not saying it's okay or anything like that, but one should draw a distinction between sort of people that do a bad job of providing customer service to people that are, you know, go into it not intending to deliver on what they say. You know, like there's there's a difference there. I, we haven't gotten a bad customer service story yet, so I'm looking for scams. Let's talk to Jerry in Florida. And of course, you can call in about anything as well. Jerry, you're listening to WFLA. Hello there. Hi, guys. How you doing? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I've got kind of a unique, unique perspective. I was uh, the victim of a scam, and I was able to scam the scammer in return. Really? In order to get my money back. Yeah. How'd that happen? What happened was, uh, well, I used to live up in Massachusetts, and uh, I, I owned a house, and I was going to get my windows replaced. So well, I was uh, calling these different window companies, trying to get them to come out and get estimates and what have you. And I was really nervous because I know that a lot of those companies tend to be scams or, you know, you get screwed no matter what you do. But... Um, there was one company that had been advertised for years on the, the top AM station in Boston. And I know it's free talk and everything, but I probably can't mention the name. Oh, that's okay. But, um, but at any rate, uh, for years they were advertising on this one radio station, and because most of the personalities got free windows put in their houses. So they were singing their praises. I thought, well, this is a company I can trust. So I had, I had him coming out as one of the companies. And the guy came out, he was actually the, uh, the, the head of the company himself. And he gave me a sales pitch, and basically all the windows looked pretty much the same, but he gave me uh, what was supposed to be a killer deal and all this. Um, in Massachusetts, you have a seven-day right of rescission clause, and so I thought, well, okay, I can go ahead and sign this, this deal with him and still talk to the next couple of guys that, you know, come in over the next couple of days and still have time to back out if I get a better deal. Mm-hmm. So I signed the contract. Uh, Guy comes the next day and and he was looking at me kind of strange. Like he says, "Look, he says I, I don't want to be bad mouthing the competition. That's not a way to sell my windows." He said, "But just do yourself a favor." He said, "I'm not going to sell you any windows tonight because you you, you got a contract. I just do a little investigating about this company, and I think you're going to want to get out of this contract." Well, that made me nervous, so I called I called the next day to come to cancel it, and uh, their phone had been disconnected. Oh, the, 800, the 800 number on the contract that on the contract that was signed. But wow. the guy, uh, the guy that had been there in the process of, of just you know shooting the breeze with me, uh, he happened to live on where his personal office was. In other words, he had he, 
they had an office near me, but he came out of a, a different office. Called that office and got his secretary, and she said, oh, yeah, no problem. Just uh, send us in writing the request to cancel the deal, and we'll send you your check back to you. Well, you know, two weeks go by, I didn't get it back, and I just mm. went on for, for literally for several months. Oh, he's not in the office today. Oh, he's, he's, uh, he's sick today. He's on vacation, whatever. Finally, uh, I realized, well, this, this guy is, is uh, scamming me. I went on the air with the uh, one of the personalities on that radio station and uh, managed to you know, get enough out before the guy cut me off. And, and he said, uh, he talked, talked me off the air. And he said, well, uh, he's, never, he's never scammed anybody as far as I know. Anyway, long story short, uh, what ended up happening was I discovered, um, I decided to play a little bit of uh, Jim Rockford, and I called the phone company gave them the toll-free number that I was on my contract. And I said, yeah, we're just doing some year-end accounting here, and I, I, I don't have the date that we canceled the, the, uh, that phone line. So they gave it to me. <laughs> they said, okay, it was canceled on a certain date. Well, that date was months prior to uh, him coming to my house. Okay. So I wound up charging this guy with intent to defraud because, of course, the only number that he gave me to call on the contract... He'd had shut been off. Be- yeah. Right, before he even got there. Anyway, um, so... To, uh, just to sum this this part of it up, I wound up uh, taking the guy to court, and the day before he was supposed to go to court, like, I got every penny of my money back. But that's that's where it gets interesting, because about maybe three or four months later, I'm at the home show in Boston, and here's this company advertising uh, replacement windows and this and that and the other, and uh, I look up, and the sign says, a division of, and it has uh, the name of the person, Industries. Oh, no. And I... I checked with the, with a the salesman there, and he said, "Oh yeah, that's so and so. I can't, you know, probably can't mention his name, but he said, uh, uh, oh yeah, 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 he's he's the owner of the company.'" And I said, "Oh, that's really interesting because he's the guy that scammed me, tried to scam me out of my money for uh, what he was the owner of, and I mentioned the other the other company." But I said it loud enough so that potential customers were hearing what was going on. So the guy said, "Well, I'll 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 uh, I'll be more than happy to, to talk to him to, to get squared away." And I said, "Oh, I got a squared away, right? I took the guy to court." And uh, before the court case came up, he, he paid the money so that he wouldn't have to have a, a you know a criminal a judgment. Record. Yeah. But I said that's uh, I said folks that you ought, you ought to know that this is the kind of person you're dealing with. He you know he shut down the company, but meanwhile he was out there taking deposits from countless number of people who unfortunately did get scammed out of their money because oh, they didn't geez. know what, what to do. So uh, it's just one of those cases where you, you put your thinking cap on and you, you you try to come up with a creative way to kind of turn the tables and. By virtue of the fact that I remembered the name of the city where he had his own office, I was able to call there, and then by calling the phone company to find out when they disconnected that number. Wow. Fortunately, I was able to get the money back. But you know, Good job on that. Well, I, I wonder if the police here. would have been able to do as good of a job. They wouldn't have the motivation. <laughs> <laughs> I love your response. No, no, no. They, unless there's donuts involved, they're not going you know, uh, <laughs> to. Thanks sorry, for the story. Was there anything else you wanted to share about it? Uh, well, no, other than that, look, if, if you get scammed by somebody, don't just be a victim. There there are things you can do, you know, but sometimes you just have to get creative and, and think, you know, think the whole thing through. Yeah, There's hopefully the thing you'll do the- first is, uh, you know, do a little bit more investigation into uh, the company and talk to some former clients and, and stuff like that. You know, buyer beware, caveat emptor and all that. And, and get references that you can speak to that you know are not um, on the payroll of the guy that they're, that they're reviewing. <laughs> Well done, anyway, sir. I love, 
Thank Love you. Show. Thank you, you so, so much. much for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You know, it's it's a shame when uh, you know guys like that. You you ask, hey, you know, if you called the cops, what do you think they would have done? And they just laugh, <laughs> belly a big old belly laugh. You know, and I'm sure that there's law enforcement officers out there listening that 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 cringe when they hear that because they know that they've tried their very best, but that they're you know they're they're routed off to doing other things by their superiors. They can't spend the kind of time that they need to spend. And in order to provide the service uh, services that would 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 help, um, you know, people like that in those situations, they're busy off, you know, busting kids bust with potheads. Yeah, get, get kids with joints or, uh, you know, busting up uh, late night parties out in a deserted pasture someplace or, uh, you know, uh, g- getting somebody who's going nine miles an hour over the speed limit or whatever they're doing. You know, we've got more calls on the scam topic and I want to get to them here. But real quick, since we're talking about the police and their response, the original story that brought all this up was an elderly gentleman in Tampa that had a phone scammer call him, and he called the police looking for help. They told him, oh, it's not our jurisdiction. Call the feds. Feds wouldn't call him back until the uh, St. Pete Times called asking about the story. Then they finally called him back and said, oh, there's nothing we can do about it. It's for a call from Jamaica. It's out of our jurisdiction. Good luck. Uh, so basically, when they all said there's nothing we can do. Well, if they actually wanted to appear as though they gave a damn, there's something they could do. They could pick up the phone and call their police counterparts in Jamaica and say, and I don't know how much effect this would have, but it would at least be something, right? It would, it would at least put, they'd be putting an effort in, which they didn't put any effort in. They could call up their, the police counterparts in Jamaica and say, hey, one of our people here in Tampa got this uh, phone, phone call from this phone number, and they've been, you know, they're doing scams. Maybe you'll want to check into that. That would be something, right? It wouldn't take more than five minutes or ten minutes to make that call. More coming up. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you'd like to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And pretty much anything you buy, whether used or brand new, Free Talk Live will get a percentage. So people do their holiday shopping, they buy gifts for people, they get stuff for themselves, whatever it is you need to get. The Amazon probably sells it. And if it's brand new, you might even get free Super Saver shipping on it. So head on over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website with their free website builder tools and templates. They make it extraordinarily easy. You can use the code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, 
FTL, and you sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. It's HostGator.com, code FTL. All right, we're talking about scams. Uh, Would like to hear from you if you have been taken by a scam artist, if perhaps maybe you've been involved in a scam, and, of course, hopefully you now regret it. Uh, But either way, or whatever else, of course, you want to bring up, you're welcome to. Is regretting it required to call in? No, I guess suppose not, but I would hope that you regret it. Yes. Because it's awful. 800-259-9231, and we'll continue here with Ladies First. Ida is on the line listening to WFLA in Florida. Ida, you're on Free Talk Live. It's WFLA that I was listening to. Okay. Um, this is Ida. Yes, Ida. And Pinellas Park. Welcome. You're I on the have, air. I asked Mr. Peterson to meet me at my bank, and when he gave me the $3 million, $3,500,000, I would gladly give him his $300. Was this one of the phone scams like uh, yes. we were talking about earlier? Yes. And um, he had called me early. The first time that I heard from him, it was like, send him $9, and he would uh, reimburse me $39. Oh, is it was well, a said, small that amount. like a pretty good bunch of crap. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he did call me back about three or four months later. And uh, it went up to three million five hundred dollars. That's a big jump from thirty-nine. I was supposed to go to Walmart and buy a money order and mail it to, um, you know, to uh, Money Gramet uh-huh. to this person in I think it was San Francisco. I can't remember. I've okay. still got all the information. But I called my bank. I called the local police department. Well, until they did anything or any transaction took place, there was really nothing that they could do. This is how. Uh, but I told this person that he should meet me at my bank, and I would gladly give him the three hundred dollars for the three million five hundred dollars. Of course, you would. That he was supposed to be giving me. <laughs> what did he, he say? Never to you? would arrange to meet me at the bank. Oh, really? So I said, "This is a big scam, then, isn't it?" <laughs> Wait, he said he would arrange to meet you at the bank? or He, he would never he would arrange never. to meet me at the bank. I see. I'd say, I'm going to be at the bank <laughs> at 3 o'clock today. I need you to meet me there, and then I can give you your $300 as soon as you give me the $3,500. So the cops said they wouldn't do anything want. until you'd actually already lost your money. Is that right? That's right. That's right, except that wouldn't be any loss to him. It would be only lost to me, right? right. So for, because it, he would never be there with any money, right? And and this is how the, the and criminals exactly where he was where he was calling from. I don't know. This is the kind it of was a one eight hundred number. This is the kind of disdain that criminals have for our law enforcement, right? But, I mean, they know that they they're care. not going to they do anything. Call him back, call him back, and call him back. Ida, thank and you I think so I much. Somebody called me again not too long ago. Oh, uh, they never stop. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Now, you know, Mark, I was talking earlier about how the police in the first case could have done something where they it was a man who uh, was getting calls just like Ida was, and the, the, the cops just kept saying, "Well, we don't have jurisdiction, so we're not going to do anything." the calls were coming from the Bahamas, or Jamaica, rather. And I said, well, they could have at the very least have done something symbolic. They could have said, look, we'll call Jamaica uh, police and we'll you know, let them know what the phone number is and we'll let them know what they're doing and uh, we'll put it in their hands and, and hopefully they'll do something about it. Probably wouldn't do much, but at least it would be symbolic. At least it would make it look like they were doing something for their supposed customers here. And, and here's Ida saying that 
She's got this guy on the line. She knows he's calling her back. He wants to get money out of her. She's uh, willing to you know, work with the police, and the police basically say, oh, well, you haven't lost any money yet, so we can't step in. Well, if the police wanted to be proactive about this, and again, if the police wanted to actually do something to so-called serve and protect, why couldn't they just pick up the scam right there? Why couldn't the police just say, okay, tell you what, Ida, we're going to handle this from here on out. We're going to work with you on this, and uh, we'll go and we'll take $500 of our budget. And we'll go ahead and send that off to the uh, to the scam artist or whatever. So come up with some way for them to step into the middle of the deal and uh, and and take care of it. That way, then they'll they'll be ripping off the police department. Then they should really be concerned with uh, that particular case, right. right? You know, have a have a telephone number set up for this, and um, you know, tell tell Ida to say it's your uh, this is your husband, and have them call the the husband to get the money or whatever, and and then you know just send them to that telephone number, and then the cops could take right over. But that would require them to. Actually Actually, care and would require them to, you know, be motivated and inspired well, to do things. As for I said, you. I do believe that some of them do care and some of them are motivated. It's just that it's not like it's not like if you're an average beat cop or maybe even a detective that you have the kind of latitude that you can set up a police uh, telephone number and and do this kind of investigation without your superior's knowledge. Um, and your superiors, if you run it up the ladder, how long is it going to take? It likely is never going to come back down the ladder. So this isn't the the beat cops issue. This is the, uh, an admitted, the, the the law enforcement administration's issue. Let's continue here. So, I mean, basically the, the story so far is you better pay attention and know that these things exist because you sure as hell can't rely on law enforcement. That's to do one of the roles of media in a uh, in a free society is to inform the public, and yeah. I'm and I'm glad that we're able to step in and do that. Well, it's our listeners that are informing. You're the, you're the yeah, ones that are telling true. the stories. Let's go to Carl, also in Tampa, listening to WFLA. Carl, you're on Free Talk Live. Carl, you are on the air. Carl, yes. Hey, go ahead. You're on the air. I am. Well, uh, great segue. Uh, speaking of uh, the uh, police um, and, you know, seeking their involvement, et cetera, um, first job I ever had, I was uh, 14 years old, and uh, I had a neighbor who said, uh, hey, how would you like to work for the police department? And uh, I said, what are you talking about? I've been, I, I mow lawns, you know, I'm 14 years old. uh you know, I, I can't get a job yet, et cetera. And they said, no, no, you can come work, work with me for the police department. I said, well, what are you doing? What's the, uh, what's the job? And they said, well, I work, uh, you know, we work on the telephones, and, and we raise money for uh, the Police Benevolent Association. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, h- how does that work? And um, I think... Uh, um, we've all heard of Police Benevolent Association, et cetera. I'm sure they do lots of good things and help the police department. That's great. But um, basically, th- this gig was uh, uh, working the phones and calling people. And um, what, what it boiled down to was uh, selling the uh, small stickers shaped like a uh, policeman's badge or, 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 or a shield, if you will, that uh, people would, would put on uh, their automobiles mm-hmm. to indicate that they supported the uh, police uh, or, or, or sheriffs. And um, I've seen them. They're like they're um, the, the idea is is here that generally I think that the, what people are getting out of it is that it's like cop repellent. 
um, you know, that's you, what they believe. You, they they put this this sticker in order to ward off the. Uh, it's it's kind of like gr- the works. garlic of old. I don't think it does either. Um, I, most cops, if you uh, talk to them, will say that, uh, that that in fact they don't find that to be very motivating. I am kind of interested in what they think about those uh, those little thin blue line stickers. If you haven't seen them, they're 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 essentially the symbol. Yeah, they're they're three they're three lines. Two of the, the top and the bottom line are black, and the middle line is blue. And this is the cop symbol for each other. And I, I I think that those are probably more effective on one's vehicle. Even many cops still will say that that's that's kind of the cat's out of the bag on that, and they don't really care that much about that anyway. But Carl, tell me the rest of the story here. I mean, you were uh, working a phone bank for this uh, company that was raising money. How much of a cut were they getting? What's the rest of the story? Well, well, we well we never really heard that 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 part of it. Uh, never really uh, trickled down uh, to us on on the front lines. Um, uh, really, what we were told um, the. The official line we were told was um, uh, that, that you know we were to, to uh, dial these phone numbers. Um, uh, you know we had lists of, of thousands of phone numbers, and we were to dial them and explain how the um, police wanted to sponsor these children and send them either to the circus or to a baseball game or what have you, and that um, you know these uh, citizens we were calling you know had the opportunity to um, pay for these tickets. Uh, to send these kids to either a baseball game or a circus, etc., and um, in exchange uh, they would get a, um, a tax-deductible uh, donation receipt, as well as the window sticker for their vehicle. Did you and, did you get to go to the the circus with any of the kids? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Now, I, I don't think there were many kids going to circuses or baseball games. Carl, um, if there's more to the story, I want you to tell it. If, if you can hang on, we'll bring you back. Uh, we're nailed to the clock here. News coming up here shortly. Uh, hour number two is on the way. If you want to tell your story, you're welcome to 800-259-9231 or bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live, and we are launching here into the second hour of the live Saturday edition of the program. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And join us on our website at freetalklive.com. It's brand new, Free Talk Live 2.0, much more interactive. The new Web 2.0 experience is there for you now on our site, freetalklive.com. And it's still totally free. Uh, so we're going to continue here taking your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Still, uh, think how we still have uh, Carl on the line with us, and we've been talking about scams throughout the first hour of the show. And Carl, you were uh, telling us about how you were working for a telemarketing company that was calling people up and claiming to be raising money for the Police Benevolent Association, which 
Yeah, it makes it sound to a lot of people like that's a good thing. I, for one, am not interested in uh, giving the police any extra money than I absolutely have to. But, uh, you know, a lot of people will be persuaded by that because they've been told this story that the police are just great and the police are out there protecting and serving. Even though, as we've been talking with people all night long about these phone scams, the police seem to have very little interest in, in really doing anything about them. But it sounds like they were actually involved in a scam of their own, or at least I'm not sure. We didn't get a chance to let you finish your story. So what else did you have to tell us? You were calling, selling uh, donations to the Police Benevolent Association, claiming that it would send kids to the circus, and uh, that would get them a sticker for their car, that they support the police. And, and uh, go ahead, tell the rest of your story. Right. Well, uh, to kind of finish off one of your thoughts, um, the, the police officers themselves and, and the Police Benevolent Association had absolutely nothing to do with this organization. This organization was uh, hired out as a third party by the Police Benevolent Association. So I have the Police Benevolent Association is probably a great organization. They do great works, but they were hired by this company to fundraise on their behalf. So they were extended by proxy, you know, that credibility. So you get a phone call at your home. And uh, it could have could have been from me at that time. Again, I was 14 years old. Uh, right, but, and that's uh, you, you might not have known that. That's that's an issue there that the uh, the Police Benevolent Association is uh, is employing an organization that is employing somebody at it. And I, as I understand it, illegal 14 is age. legal. Is it? 14 is legal. Well, yeah. uh, again, let me reiterate: this wasn't the Police Police Benevolent Association that we were farmed out um, on beh- on behalf. But of they the hired Benevolent. the org- they hired the company, so they I mean, did, it's... exactly, right. precisely. So you get so a phone it call it's from effectively me, think, was the Police Benevolent Association just by proxy, right? They, they, they rented out their credibility. It's not like they don't know that that's going on. Well, they don't have credibility, as far as I'm concerned, because I've I've actually heard about these before, and I've <laughs> known people that uh, that uh, have also been involved in this kind of uh, fundraising. But go ahead, continue the story. So uh, the the the, uh, the 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 way it worked uh, was. Um, uh, you know, you'd get a call at your home, hello, this is, uh, you know, Mr. Rose, whatever, with uh, calling on behalf of the Police Benevolent Association. So, of course, you know, you, you get a call at home, and uh, you hear the word police. And uh, anyway, um, whether it was sending kids to uh, the circus or a baseball game or what have you, you know, I, I would, you know, give this spiel and, um, uh, you know, let them know they can send these kids or whatever. And once in a while, we'd, we'd catch, you know, usually um, usually with someone who was a senior citizen or a veteran that said, oh, yeah, I'm all for the police and I love kids too. Uh, sure, I'll send you the uh, $15 or whatever it is. Here's my information. Uh, and, and that was done with it. And after a few works, at, after a few weeks at this job, some of the old timers uh, there that were working in the um, phone room with me uh, kind of elbowed me or took me aside. And they said, uh, hey, uh, I see you're getting some sales, and that's good and all, but uh, ha- have you noticed anything yet? And uh, I didn't know what they were really talking about. And they said, well, th- they pay on orders. And I said, well, of course they pay on orders. What-, what else would they pay on? And they said, well, there's a very high recidivism rate. I said, I, I don't know what you mean by that. I didn't know what that word meant. But uh, it, it turns out that a lot of people just um, uh, either um, uh, change their minds or, or what have you, but this particular company would, would pay us uh, uh, for the orders themselves, whether the um, uh, consumer actually in, ended up uh, paying the bill or not when they got it. Okay. So the, the old-timer said, look, all you need to do is get their name and address. 
you're selling the sticker, kid. You're selling the sticker. Tell them you'll send them the darn window sticker. And like you said at the beginning of this call, you know, that sticker they think they can, uh, you know, get out of a ticket for free or what have you. So here's the spiel to use. Tell them, look, we've got a sticker for you. Can I send it to you? Just give me your name. Just give me your address, and we'll send you the sticker. And what happened was the person received the sticker and an invoice for mm. 10 or $15 or whatever it was. And I guess maybe half the time they'd pay it and half the time they'd throw it in the trash and, and keep the sticker or whatnot. But um, you know, What the hell does it cost to send out a sticker first, to somebody? Not much, right? Say again? So it doesn't cost much to send out a sticker to somebody. So it's likely that, and since they said they wanted it, you know, since they said they wanted it, it's likely they would pay that invoice, I would think. Right, and, and whether they paid it or not, that never trickled down to uh, us on the phones. Um, or we got paid for orders, so if huh. we uh, collected addresses from 50 people, that's what we got paid for. Uh, the um, delicate information of who actually paid or why they did or didn't um, didn't trickle down to us. So if we gathered, a, gathered a, an address and a name from them enough to send them an invoice, we got paid on that. And I made a heck of a lot of money And uh, before I even realized uh, that... Uh, what I was doing was not exactly above board. But so how was it not above board? I'm not sure what. Um, doesn't sound the most. It doesn't really sound too scammy. I guess it, it's like scamming your uh, your employer, I suppose. Yeah, but that's I mean, true. You were scamming I, the employer. You know, this this organization working for the Police Benevolent Association doesn't sound particularly above board. Uh, if right. the board's above anything, it's only slightly above. <laughs> so. Um, ex- ex- exactly. Hey, it, 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 what it boiled down to was. Uh, sort of giving them the same nudge and elbow that the old timers gave me over the phone. Hey, I've got. Hey, we're with the police. We've got one of those stickers, you know, for your window. Nudge, nudge. How, and I send it to you? How much would you collect on one of those orders? Uh, I'm not sure the percentage that that we got, but um, I because it's only ten the, or fifteen uh, bucks sticker, for the sticker. The sticker itself was 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 between uh, ten and twenty dollars a piece. Yeah. Um, but I, I can tell you this: for being uh, uh, 14 years old, um, I was making close to a thousand dollars a week Damn. just in in the afternoons out after school, working about three hours after school. Carl, thanks for the story tonight. I appreciate you taking the time to tell us that, and uh, thank you for the call at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, it's it's an interesting feeling that I've got here. I've kind of everybody likes the story where the scammers get scammed, mm-hmm. and I I must say that I've always found the, the the police benevolent association calls to the house to be a little. You know, like they're a little seedy, if nothing else. I don't know that they're necessarily a scam, but it's it's always like, you know, they they use the power of the uh, the term police. Right. And um, I've 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 seen these before, and uh, you know, I I guess the way that they're getting, uh, you know, this this kid was telling a story, and it, it 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 somehow it didn't bother me. It didn't show up like he was scamming the com- company to me, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I didn't really feel I didn't really feel that way necessarily. I mean, if people pay the invoice, the company the company is saying to them that they will pay them based on getting a name and address, right? Yep. And so he got names and addresses, and that's what he he was doing what he was hired to do. And the company's out there sending out those invoices well, to people. He was hired so, to get donations, but the, you know when it when any organization, a business or whatever, puts together a um, a sort of set of rules, then you can expect the people that are participating in those set of rules to find the boundaries of those rules. So. If if you you know set it up so that he gets paid by getting a name and a telephone number and a and an address, then what he's going to do is get 
paid by getting a name, telephone number, and an address. Right, he's not getting paid If you paid tell him order. that he needs to get a donation, and that donation needs to stick, and um, they need to send in the check, then you should pay on receivables. You shouldn't pay on name, telephone, and, and address. So that was their mistake, then. So that's a bad, it, but, it's, it's a bad business plan. But, but maybe it's not a bad business plan, because obviously they were making enough money to pay those people like that. He said there were old-timers there, right? So that meant that they'd been there for a while. It wasn't one of those fly-by-night organizations, or at least that's not the way it sounded from the call. And so they know, the company that's running this uh, operation knows that when they get a name and address from somebody that wants to get one of these stickers, that there's a certain percentage of them that aren't going to pay. They're just going to take the sticker. And that there's a certain percentage of them that will pay. And it would seem likely to me that the people that want to support the Police Benevolent Association and give their name and address in order to get one of those stickers are probably more likely to pay the invoice when they re- when they receive it. So clearly the company knows that they're going to get enough money in to pay their phone bank operators and make money on top. Otherwise they wouldn't be on, set up that way, right? Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. But what about the scams the police themselves run? Because they're kind of professional scam artists in a way. We'll talk about that coming up. Take your calls about anything. Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's the live Saturday edition, and it's Ian with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. They include our chat room. You can go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners at chat.freetalklive.com. Chat room's open all the time. Of course, best time to find people is during our live show hours. Chat.freetalklive.com. The major search engines out there put little cookies on your computer. They uh, they log all your information. They log your IP address. They they want to they create a profile about you and what you're doing on the internet. If you don't like that, find that a little creepy. Use startpage.com. Just like all the major search engines, it'll provide you with search results aggregated from 12 major search engines. But unlike your old search engine. You'll have complete privacy in your search, third-party certified. Go to startpage.com. Start their seven-day challenge today. Try it for seven days. See if you like it. Startpage.com. All right. We continue here taking your phone calls uh, about whatever's on your mind. Greg is listening to WDNG in Anniston, Alabama. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Ian and Mark. Hey. Hey, Greg. Hey, I just want to tell you I had firsthand experience with uh, someone who had a terrible experience with a scammer. Uh, they didn't lose just like maybe three five hundred dollars. They lost four thousand dollars. Oh boy! And we're talking an elderly gentleman that you know. I mean, it was part of his life savings, and he had to go and take a mortgage out on his home. Him eighty something years old had to go and take a mortgage to keep from losing his home. Wow! What uh, happened? So, uh, well, I mean, uh, it was it was a. Uh, one of those scams where they had uh, they had uh, promising more money. If you send this much money in, they'll send you this much. You know mm. what I mean? So yeah, he got taken in uh, in with it. You know, and uh, it broke my heart. You know, to hear about it. And you know, he's still alive and he's still having to pay on this. Uh, and the man has has terminal cancer at this point <laughs> and still paying on it. That is so sad. And was it, it was a phone call that uh, that led him into this? Uh, I believe it was a, it was a direct mailer uh, through oh. his through the mail, you know, that uh, said that he had won, you know, this much money, and all he had to do was send this much money in to uh, to, uh, to secure it, you know, and he did it. And Jeez. like I said, it was an offshore. It was definitely an offshore uh, scam. 
Uh, now, let, let me give you a little also heads up. I'm also a police officer. Um, I've had to deal with uh, all kinds of law enforcement, even the FBI. I've worked with the FBI. And the reason part of the thing is they have the trouble they have is you cut one head off and nine more appear, okay? You know, it's, it's, not, it's not like just, you know, you, you catch this one catch this one entity that's doing this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you, you, can, you, might ca- you might catch this particular one, but the next you're going to be five more that come back in its place. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very difficult fight, but it doesn't mean that it's not an important fight. But, yes, it is a difficult one to, to pin down. Sure, I agree no. that it absolutely is, but um, it's, it's probably not as profitable as, uh, say, the drug war. But that's really what's going on with the drug war, too. They're, uh, they, you know, they, they go after a guy, and, and, of course, there'll be some to take their places. But in this case, wouldn't you think that, that in this, they'd, they'd be somewhat disincentivized if, if um, in fact, law enforcement was going after these uh, offshore scammers? It would be, you know, you know, your local, your local FBI uh, uh, chapter, your agents there. It's they are swamped with imported, with imported. I mean, we're talking nowadays with domestic terrorism, you know, and you know they have to put in order of what they see as directly uh, re- uh, affecting the community the most. You know what I mean? And yes, this is these are crimes. You know what I mean? But as more and more we have, like, uh, for instance, the, the thing that we had, you know, on Christmas, you know, with the airplane and, you know, I mean, uh, the thing down in Fort Hood, you know, they have, we, right now, I mean, their hands are full. You know what I mean? Honestly, well, it's nice I to hear, honestly, Greg, it's nice to hear from a police officer that, that actually appears to give a damn about, uh, about this situation. But I have to ask you, you mentioned that they're swamped with uh, domestic terrorism. When you say that, you mean they're swamped with tips, not necessarily that they're swamped with any actual instances. Because, well, as we pointed out on this program in the past, if there were actually people that wanted to engage in so-called domestic terrorism, we'd be having bombs going off and trucks running into buildings and all kinds of, uh, you know, things happening. And they're not happening. Happening and the F- FBI is not out there stopping them from happening. Well, let me let me iterate this. Okay, there's lots of instances, of things that happen that never get brought to light. Okay, all right. We may hear about some things, but there's some things that we never hear about, and you never will. Okay, things that could have happened that were averted. All right. But normally they love to toot their own horn about yeah, that, that stuff. That much is clear. Like some things must get uh, averted just by the very presence of of law enforcement. That uh, some people that might do something are dissuaded, or you know, it, it's difficult to, to to wonder about the the myriad of things. But let's not forget that there's news stories about you know a couple of Middle Eastern guys from Pakistan buy forty track phones and get caught on the way to uh, to Texas. I mean, that was the news story. That's the kind of busts that that some to some extent are going going down they're busting people who are buying too many track phones and so uh, the the opportunity like uh, when the opportunity comes up to to get a news story out these agencies really are trying to say look we're doing stuff we're doing stuff we we caught we caught nine people that were bringing water on a plane in in england right well i mean you know i can't i, I can only speak from just you know personal experience sure okay? fair enough greg uh, and i can i know, have to say that i want to thank you as a, a law enforcement officer for calling in tonight because free talk live can be pretty critical of uh, the police associate you know the various different police uh, departments out there so don't ever hesitate to call in and give us the uh, law enforcement perspective all right well i'm i'm honored to serve and i love my country you know and i i like to think that i'm not an insensitive person you know uh, I, I like to try to get as personal with my public as I possibly can. And, you know, uh, people should know that, that there are uh, police that do care, you know. 
Well, thank you for that, Greg. I appreciate the call tonight. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I hope he'll show that he cares by joining law enforcement against prohibition and working towards uh, the end of the insane war on drugs, because that's truly a caring thing to do. Do you think we'll get to this story about uh, the, 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 the police department, the complaint against the police department for and their, their union for issuing this T-shirt that says, we get up early to beat the crowds at the Democratic, Democratic National Convention? Maybe. Mark that. And uh, if we get a chance, we'll tell you more about it here. Uh, but first, let's talk to Ryan listening in Tampa to WFLA. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, hey how you doing? Hey, Ryan. What's on your mind? Hey, well, I just want to tell you a little story about uh, involving police, uh, police and how they actually helped me and, and, and sort of a scam. I had a buddy. Uh, oh. I live in Tampa, and I had a, a buddy that I came down uh, from Texas to interview for a job, and uh, we went out to a to a bar, and his uh, his pocket got picked. He's what? And, his uh, pocket got picked. Oh, picked. Po- pickpocket. Yeah, picked. his wallet got stolen. Um, well, then the next day uh, he we were having dinner at a restaurant, and. Um, we he received a phone call from the person who stole his wallet, you know, demanding money for the return of the wallet. So um, we told him that we would give them the money and that we would meet him the next day. And then we went to the police department and uh, told the police department that uh, you know he my friend was being extorted essentially for for his own property. Mm-hmm. And uh, that. The police officer at the desk said, "Well, there's nothing we can do about that. As a matter of fact, you're entering into a civil agreement to uh, to return to have proper return by means of you giving them money. There's no court in the, in the nation that will take that. Uh, that will that will see our way. Which sounded kind of odd. So we made plans to retrieve the wallet ourselves, um, but the person canceled. He went back to Texas, and I pursued it for him here, uh, and I made a, another date, uh, if you will." Um, to, uh, to retrieve the wallet. I'll tell you what, I want you to finish the story here in a moment. We're going to come back. If you'll hang on, we'll uh, bring back Ryan and find out what the rest of the story is. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can call in about anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Hey, we've got a Facebook profile. You can go to facebook.freetalklive.com and become a fan. It's free, of course. Facebook.freetalklive.com. Internobs.com. If you're a... Wife or significant other wants to redo the kitchen or bathroom, and you've looked at the price of those uh, knobs and poles on at the major box stores. Well, you can get them a heck of a lot cheaper if you go to internobs.com. As a matter of fact, if you use code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, uh, you can get an, an additional percentage off. It's a, it's 11%. And there's a closeout section that's 50 to 80% off. Do you get 11% off the closeout section too? You know, I, I couldn't answer that. You'd have to uh, try the, 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 the code. It's my understanding that it's 11% off of everything. But I'm not going to be held to that because I didn't ask okay. that specific question. But um, it's... <laughs> it, before you buy knobs and pulls, go to innerknobs.com. They've got everything you can find at the big box stores. They've got it at a significantly lower rate. Innerknobs.com. All right, let's continue here. Uh, Ryan, I believe, is still with us listening to WFLA in Tampa. Now, we've been talking about scams all night long here and uh, getting various different stories from people on uh, both sides of uh, scams. Ryan, you were saying that your friend was pickpocketed, went to the police. The police uh, didn't seem like they could do much about it. And that would, go ahead and, and just recap where you were and continue your story. Well, 
actually, yeah, the, the police said that they would not help us, that we were entering into a civil agreement between the, the thief and, and ourselves to retrieve property, which sounded really odd to me. Sounds I, ludicrous I, to me, personally. It, it's insane. Um, well, so then we made, uh, we tried to make arrangements for us to get the wallet back ourselves. Well, it, it took some time. It was a lady that was calling, actually, and um, my friend went back to Texas, and um, he made contact with the lady, and they finally agreed uh, on $100 for the return of the, of the wallet, which I agreed to pay on his behalf. And um, I'm, uh, I made a date with her to meet at a McDonald's and, and retrieve the, the Wallet now, was a, the deal before you go on? Was the deal supposed to be that they'd actually give you the stuff that was in the wallet uh, minus the cash? Like, would you get the credit cards back, driver's license, that kind of thing? Right, the, okay. the debit cards, uh, the business cards, the driver's license, and everything except the cash. I got gotcha. you. It doesn't sound like a terrible deal, quite honestly. But go, go ahead. No, no, no. And that's uh, well, what I did is that I actually did some homework, and I this lady kept calling me after my friend told her that I that I would pay her the money. This lady kept calling me from a private number, and I just refused to answer because I just knew it was her. And after about twenty something phone calls, um, she finally called me with her. You know, the caller already picked up her number, and I picked up the phone uh, from that. And it was uh, one of those. It was a prepaid phone, but it, it's actually listed towards to somebody. Mm-hmm. And what I did is that I went and did a. I reversed lookup on that phone number and from various engines and, and found that her name was Gloria something or other. And um, and I researched the last name and found that uh, she actually lived in a specific area of Tampa Bay, <clears throat> not too far from the University of South Florida. And um, I researched all the other uh, 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 called, uh, criminal checks and uh, found that a bunch of the people with the same last name lived in that same, same area, and that's where she wanted to meet me. Oh boy! So, oh yeah, on the way there, and it's not a great neighborhood there. So on the way there, I, I thought about it twice. You know, I'm, I'm married, have a couple of kids, and I just didn't feel like getting shot or mugged myself. Right. So I was getting gas, and it just so happened that a police officer from Tampa was there, and uh, and I asked him about what uh, the the person, the police officer at the desk, had told me that he couldn't help us, and he says, No, 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 that's not, absolutely not okay. Uh, he said he's probably one of those guys who's getting laid off, so he probably gave you the wrong information just because he didn't want to pursue it or do the paperwork. What you do is you call, you give me a number to call, and he says, when you go and get a, uh, and, and make the, the arrangement, then you give us a call. We'll meet you there, and then we'll retrieve the par- property for you. So that's what I did. I I, I canceled that first, well, that, that appointment and uh, told her that I would see her after the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And she asked me why, why so long, and I just said I, I had plans with my family. And on the way there, I called that number he gave me. The Tampa Police Department may, met me out, uh, you know, not too far from the location. I had been in contact with this lady, and I told her what I was driving, and I told her what I was wearing, and so she would recognize me when she saw me. And when the, <laughs> when the police officers got there, they actually threw on my clothes my shirt and my hat and, and drove my truck to retrieve the property and, and actually got it back for us. And did they make an arrest? They did. They actually busted um, the, the lady and uh, and the guy and charged him with uh, dealing with stolen property. Wow. So that's yeah. great so news that you, you finally actually got some help from the police. On do something. you know that um, that these were the people that, d- that did the, the thieving or just, um, I mean, like, like, what kind of connection do they have to the crime? Do you have any idea? She had admitted that she actually had taken the wallet out of his coat at the at the bar. Oh wow! Well, I'm yeah, glad amazing. she got it. I'm glad she got it. Good. The, the ironic thing about it is that 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 lady actually her brother who was with her that that day, 
he had uh, he had been arrested for some crimes relative to uh, identity theft and, and that sort of thing before. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that with us. You know, it took some, us uh, almost two hours to get a call where the police were actually helpful. Some fa- some families. <laughs> well, I don't have many of those. <laughs> some families, uh, you know, seem to foster crime in their their children, and he, like you, with the, when you get gypsies. Uh, well, I I don't like using that terminology. <laughs> I know you don't. That's why it I'm really bothers it. me that uh, you know that you're just singling out some people from freaking Romania in order to <laughs> call them thieves. But I, you know, like it, to some extent, that brings up what I'm trying to talk about in in people's minds i'm i'm sure that there are some very good folks out there with uh you know romanian last names and that that doesn't mean they're criminals but yeah that that kind of the the idea that uh, you know the, the 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 father and the mother instill in their children that's okay to steal and and that kind of thing it's it's disturbing as heck ryan was there anything else you wanted to share tonight well, just that, to to uh, validate your point, there is that the the last name of that the latest last name there was um, fourteen family members that had been uh, that had police records and, and relative to you know theft and that sort of thing. What was the last from name my, from my search? So, do you remember what the last name was? I do. It's, it was Hickman. Okay, allegedly. Thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, when I think of Romanian people, I think of Romanians. Is, is gypsy a, sl- a uh, slur for all Romanians? It, it's, it's attached to that. Um, and, and you're like, I thought gypsy was just people that travel and scan people. It's, that's what I, when I say gypsy, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about somebody from a specific country. <sighs> okay, um... A traveling scam artist to me is a gypsy. I, I, okay, we're we're treading into territory I don't want to go here, but I'm going to go ahead and do it, right? All right? Like, people have chucked spears all over the world. However, if you use the terminology spear chucker, you're you're making a um, uh, an epitaph against a, a, a specific race generally. And I, you know, I'm uncomfortable with all uh, racist slurs, and I'm not going to stop just at uh, the, the popular ones of against Jews or blacks or, or, or whomever. I'm going to stop using all racial slurs um, in, in reality. I mean, I, I'm not willing. I'm not unwilling to talk about them, but I am unwilling to use them in my daily life. That's why I won't use the term "jip" or "gypsy." Fair enough. We continue with your phone calls, uh, and we go to Wolf, listening in Tallahassee to WFLA FM. Hello, Wolf. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Super. This is Wolf. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I just talking to what you was talking about these scammers. Yes, sir. I've been up on them for years. I've been, they've tried to scam me. I'm 68 years old. They tried to scam me a bunch of times. They ain't nobody gets over on me. Well, uh, tell us I about one of the instances. I just don't let them do it. I don't, I know that it's a scam. I can tell it's a scam and I just don't do, have anything to do with them. So what do you do? I mean, and, do you uh, talk to them? Do you just hang up the phone? How do you handle it, Wolf? A lot of times I, I talk to them. I said, sure, meet me someplace. I'll meet you with my battle axe. <laughs> We'll take care of this. I got my war axe right here. I got and you bring your wife out there. <laughs> no, I'm not married. But uh, if, if I was, she'd be having a war axe with her, that's for sure. Very but, good, uh, Wolf. Anything else you want to my, share tonight? My tribe, my tribe was like that. My tribe's been that way for years. But anyhow, I wanted to say something else. Okay, too. sure. Uh, I was watching NBC, something on NBC News this afternoon. I leave my TV on a lot. And I just just walking around doing stuff, and I happened to catch this uh, 
what they were talking about. And they were talking about all these legislation. I'll tell you what, Wolf, I'm going to bring you back. You can tell me the rest of your story here in a moment. Something Wolf saw on television. 800-259-9231. I don't know. I don't watch TV, so we'll see what it's all about here in moments. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website, brand new Free Talk Live 2.0 site at freetalklive.com. All the features there are still free. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then one of the things that you can do is become a Free Talk Live amplifier over at amp.freetalklive.com. Basic concept is... We take your three bucks a month, which is less than the price of uh, you know, a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Uh, you can send that into us via any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options. We'll take that, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations across the country, and expand the ideas of freedom uh, to more people. You'll get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, and more. Get all the details and get signed up over at amp.freetalklive.com. Dot com. If you are or know someone who is a young person in the uh, college age range and they're interested in journalism or production, as in uh, video or audio production, or uh, state or, or federal policies, so public policy organizations, um, they should know about this internship program from uh, the Institute for Humane Studies. To find out more, go to libertarianinternships.com. They, uh, these are paid internships, and they come with a housing allow- allowance and uh, little courses to teach you how to do whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's journalism or, or production or, or uh, public policy. Libertarianinternships.com. you got to go over there and sign up for an account, and then they follow up with you and that kind of thing. Go, go check it out, libertarianinternships.com. All right, so we continue here. Wolf is still with us, I believe, uh, listening in Tallahassee to WFLA-FM. And now, Wolf, you were getting ready to tell us a story about something you saw on television. Go ahead and uh, share yeah, that with I us. Just, I heard it as I was doing something. I was going in and get on him on the computer, and I heard it, so I stopped. And uh, I just have it on because of the noise. You know, I'm by myself, so I, I like to have a little noise. All right. Now I have I have my radio on on my talk show all day long. Well, so you actually have the radio. You, that's a bit of a cacophony, isn't it? I mean, you've got the radio going and the television well, going. Well, it's in a, it's in my bedroom. The Different radio. rooms. Gotcha. Yeah, but in the living room I have this, and then I got another bedroom right off of the living room there, and uh, I keep the TV on just to have a little noise. All right. So what'd you hear? That in the trailer. Anyhow, uh, NBC. Uh, was uh, the program that was on. It was some kind of early show or something. I don't know. But anyhow, what they had on there, they were talking about uh, the laws that they passed this year. Oh, boy. This 2009. In Florida or at the federal level? Every level. Gotcha. The local governments, the state governments, and the federal governments. All the different legislations. They passed a little over 40,000 laws this year. <laughs> well, now we're going to be and safe. I, Finally, and, they've got enough laws passed, and we'll be safe. Well, the cops don't know what the laws are. No, nope. none of us not. How could they? That out. How no. could they? How I mean, could we, they keep track of that stuff? The people that pass the laws don't even know what the hell the laws are. They certainly don't follow them. And 99% of that stuff is just trying to micromanage the human life. Absolutely right, Wolf. That's exactly what it is. It's just micromanagement. 
And every single year they pass more and more and more as though anybody could ever humanly somehow with even working, uh, even working at it full time, eight hours a day for their entire life could possibly read all of that. It's, it's not even humanly possible. No, you know what they do? They do this to make it look like they're doing something. Yeah, right. <laughs> and all they're trying to do is run our life, you know? Wolf, you nailed and it. That's micro, it's micromanagement. Thank you so much for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. And the, the, the one thing that is going to put a stop to this madness is for people— Wolf and his battle axe. No, yeah, you gotta, I don't think violence is going to solve the problem. All right. Um— but the battle axe does sound really cool, doesn't it? <laughs> you makes, it makes you wonder exactly what he has that he refers to <laughs> as a battle axe. I know the guitar players refer to their guitars as, as their axes. axes. Yeah. I, I suspect he's probably not going after anyone with a guitar, though. D- battle axe just sounds way more cooler than axe. You know, just putting the word battle in front of it just in, immediately gives it an extra cool factor. But no, violence is not going to solve this uh, because violence will just beget violence and uh, that is not going to bring us peace and it's not going to bring us an end to micromanagement. Nor do you want to bring a battle axe to a gunfight. Uh, but what what will, I think, have an effect is for Americans to just stop obeying these silly rules and these micromanaging, uh, and specifically business owners, because a lot of them are the ones that are responsible for implementing a lot of uh, the you know the tyranny on on people and going along with whatever government's demands are. Of course, it's it's hard for them because they've got uh, you know those folks have uh, an investment on the line, and it's hard for them to take risks. Not do, but, only do they have an investment, but they have employees, and the employees count on them uh, yeah. providing them with a job. Uh, you know, th- th- so that it's, it, it is very difficult. But as long as Americans keep bowing down and keep uh, keep paying the man, whatever it is the man demands, uh, the more they're going to keep coming up with rules and the more taxes they're going to keep coming up with until finally everyone's, you know, the, the, until finally this, everyone's been sucked dry. It doesn't go. It can't go forever until the water's boiling in the pot. Yeah. So and the frog's cooked. So hopefully, if you love liberty enough then you might want to learn a little bit about the Free State Project, which is one of the sponsors on this program. What if you found out that the best liberty activists from around the world were all moving to the same place in order to work toward liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? Well, it's happening, and you can be a part of it. You can join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. We did it. We made the move from Florida, where we were born and raised, uh, up here to lovely New Hampshire, and are surrounded, literally surrounded now. Mark, you and I were going to go out to uh, do some karaoke after the show tonight with some of the uh, the free staters and the liberty activists, because not only is there liberty activism happening here, but there's a whole lot of socializing going on, and it's a lot of fun. Yep. I, well, yeah, karaoke is always fun, but uh, and it is, in, in fact, incredible to uh, have come from come from a place where, you know, people aren't just aren't talking about the ideas of freedom and liberty. They might be talking about Republican politics, but the Republicans have really dropped the ball uh, in the past as far as uh, liberty and, and securing our liberties. And, um, you know, here yeah, they don't it's, care. It's, it's just entirely different. Um, so I, I really appreciate the opportunity and, um, you know, both to sing karaoke and live around people that believe in liberty. Yep. All right. So let's continue ladies first barbara listening to wsjm in stevensville michigan barbara you're on free talk live i have listened uh, to wsjm many many years also excellent no i i just wanted to mention and compliment uh your program thanks it uh i hope it opens up a lot of eyes to uh many many people of any age that when they find something whether it's money or whether it's a valuable jewel or whatever it is, try and find the owner, the source, because there is a place that they could find where that belonged. 
but I, I experienced um, traveling um, not too many years ago with my German exchange daughter. We went to a 4th of July uh, parade not too many miles from Stevensville, and um, I was going down this road looking for an antique place also. Well, I kind of turned around, made a U-turn, and as I did, I said, gee, that looks like it might be a wallet. So I pulled over, and uh, I got out of the car, and sure enough, it was. Mm. And I thought, what is this doing out here? (laughs) And uh, I uh, took it upon myself to try and find an address and open the wallet, and uh, I did. Well, I couldn't find the address, so I said, well, his credentials indicate that he is a uh, fireman. So I went back to where the parade was happening that day and uh, pulled over, and I said, you know what? I said this to my exchange daughter. I said, I'll bet you he's up on top of that fire truck getting ready to get in the parade. So I went over to it, and I asked uh, if I asked someone, just anyone, <clears throat> if they could tell me if they knew so-and-so, which was the name on the uh, identification in the wallet. Mm-hmm. And they looked up, and they said, yes, there he is. So uh, he heard me, and he came down, and I said, I think I have something that belongs to you that's very important. And I think he kind of surmised right away that uh, someone had found his wallet, and sure enough, and... Um, I, I started walking away. He said, ma'am, he said, just a minute. And he handed me $50. How about that? What, that is a wonderful story, I have to say. Well, and we, we need to hear this. And like I mentioned earlier, um, let's just hope that more people do that than the opposite. Absolutely. It's the right thing to do. And it's good karma, you know. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're, even if you didn't get $50 out of it, That's right. uh, you're treating somebody how you would want to be treated in uh, if you had been the person to uh, to lose a wallet or a purse or something like that. Yeah, I so, lose my stuff too often to accept a, <laughs> to, to accept a reward, but uh, I, th- I think you absolutely deserve it. And I think that uh, um, it's, it's wonderful. I, I, I really do enjoy that story. Great enjoy story, story, Barbara. Any other thoughts for us? No, I just uh, feel that more people ought to do unto others as they'd like them to do unto them. Very good. Thank you so much for the call tonight. I really appreciate hearing from you. Hour number three is on the way. Plenty of time for your calls about what you want. If we get a chance, Mark, you still want to tell us about the Beat the Crowds t-shirt. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that if we uh, we do get a moment for it. But, of course, your calls are the primary element, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And this is Free Talk Live. Hour three is coming up. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Brand new website. Launched it uh, a couple days ago, right at the very end of 2009. And uh, we've been we've been ironing out some bugs. So if you find any bugs, go to bugs.freetalklive.com and let us know uh, what it is that you've found. But otherwise, enjoy the new website. It's much more interactive. And it's still free at freetalklive.com. As we uh, continue here, let's go to the amp line, where Gene, the Christian anarchist, is on the line in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, I love your show, but two hours on hold, that's a long, long time. Well, thanks for your patience, uh, Gene. What's on your mind tonight? It's been a busy uh, night. The biggest scam of all, for one thing, that scam that, uh, the, that this thing called government, this cult called government, actually has some kind of authority over people. That's the biggest scam. Sure is. And uh, but I, Last night I was Barack, by the way, and uh, oh. the problem with that soundboard was not that it didn't have enough selections, but it just had too darn many. Too many. Selections. Okay. Yeah. So that just made it that much more difficult to find the right one. And it's too bad because there was a whole lot of good stuff on there about uh, Barack's previous drug and alcohol abuse, at, at which uh, I guess they were clips taken from an audio book that he did. Oh, really? Oh, That's they, interesting. Gotcha. Oh, they've got some great clips on that soundboard. So uh, um, your, your calls are a little more persuasive uh, when you talk to us in uh, real person. So what's on your mind tonight, Gene? Um, actually, uh, I changed my mind on hold about what I was going to talk about. I'm going to go back to the terrorism thing with the with the underwear bomber. And uh, because you had that previous officer who said that they're doing such a great job protecting us from terrorists. Yeah, that's nonsense. Wanna... <laughs> Anybody that wants to go and blow something up in this country will not be stopped by the FBI. And that's the point I wanted to make. As a, a somebody who does a lot of flying and also I hold a private pilot's license, I know that there are really no terrorists out there. There may be one or two some crazy guys around the world somewhere that are diehard terrorists, but most of those guys are too incompetent to blow themselves up, much uh, much less an airplane. There does seem to be because a streak of incompetence in um, in in the people that uh, are willing to do whatever it is they're willing to do. But I mean, some of them are clearly willing to do it. I mean, this guy, the, yeah. the underwear bomber, you know, dangerous man. I think we we could all agree. But I don't know what one's going to ever do about somebody who's willing to blow themselves up, starting with their crotch. Well, now, of course, I don't believe that that guy was a dangerous guy. I think he was a patsy set up just to uh, get the new scanner set up, like I discussed the other day. Whoever he was, uh, he was willing to blow up his own crotch, right? Well, he was willing to make it look like that's what he was doing, but I don't believe that's what he was doing. The he point burned that I wanted his, to make about it burned everything up on him. It's like third degree burns this guy got. Oh, yeah, the point I want to make. First of all, if he'd been trained in Yemen and spent time in these training camps, he would have known how to set the bomb off. So he obviously wasn't. But the point I'm trying to make is there are no terrorists. There really aren't any terrorists. Because if there were, I know how to blow up airplanes. Uh, any airplane pilot out there knows all of the, uh, the weaknesses in the airline industry. Of course, a SAM shoulder-fired, or, or not a SAM, but a shoulder-fired missile is the biggest weakness of them all. So... If there were terrorists out there that really wanted to take down airlines, we would lose an airline a week. Absolutely. Well, there but, there are terror. This is the, the you're making these these pat statements. If the, there are terrorists that are willing to take down an airliner, because we've seen them. I mean, they're they're out there. Are not they not really? This guy. Well, they, they happened two weeks ago. But when was the last but, time it happened? 
It's I, been a decade. The, the, you know, sometimes yeah. they'll the, the, the FBI will coax someone into having some conversation about it. That and doesn't they count. Arrest them all, but that doesn't yeah, count. But they are out there. Do you understand? There are Mark, some people. If they out were there. out there, they would be doing things. They did. They Mark. have done them. What one t- twice what? in a decade? That means they're out there. If that you make doesn't it, mean very many of them okay, are. Because but you can't say none when you mean some. Okay. <laughs> he didn't Mark, say none. Mark. He said one or two. Yes, he did. He said they're Mark. not out there. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're not they other are. Than one or two crazy people. I'm talking about one or two out of how many billion people on this planet. Listen, they're, Mark, if there are 10,000 airline flights across the United States a day, 10,000 of them. Okay. Now, let's say that these terrorists really wanted to take down a flight, and let's say they had a medium amount of success. We might lose a plane a week. Now, Think about it. Even though that's a terrible thing, and I hate to run the numbers, you know, because it sounds so cruel and vicious to run the numbers. But when you run the numbers of the amount of passengers that are traveled uh, travel every day on the airline industry, and then say you lose 300 people a week, that's still such a tiny number. But it, of course, the number terrorizes everybody. This, and that's the idea. It's the idea is to get people used to losing their liberties so that they can be so-called safe and the, sure the gene the i agree is, you will never be safe gene i agree that they could um that they could blow up an airliner every year and it still wouldn't make uh airplanes as dangerous to use as cars i i get that um and then people would have to decide you know whether or not they want to use airplanes and some people in some countries probably do make that you know that sort of uh economic you know social economic decision in their brain before they get on but here in the united states we haven't had to do that too much but, but and I also agree that competent um, terrorists would would ship in uh, surface-to-air missiles, uh, shoulder-fired fired surface-to-air missiles, and that they would do a significantly better job. I agree that there aren't very many people out there willing to do this, but there are some. Well, I would say that whatever number they are, they must be counted on one hand because I haven't seen too many airliners being blown out of the air with – with shoulder-fired missiles, and that would be the easiest way to take them out that there is. And right, and that's that's only talking about well, one thing. Hold on, Mark. That's only talking about one potential thing that a terrorist could do. There are so many other things that they could blow up. You could go up poison, on a clock was, tower. Poison reservoirs. They poison, could do all kinds of... Right, poisoning, shooting, explosions. I mean, walk into a shopping mall with a bomb strapped to you. I mean, there's all kinds of things that could be done. The fact is, as Gene's pointing out, and he's absolutely right, they're not happy. Happening, and it's not because of the FBI out there investigating this crap. There would be no way the FBI could stop you from building your own bomb and going and setting it off somewhere. So the fact that those things have not been occurring is backing up what Gene is saying, that there are hardly any, there's hardly anyone hardly out any. there. I can agree with hardly any. As in less than Hard, five. <laughs> hardly any means a handful, Mark. There's less... Like Ian says, there might be five people in this whole country willing to do this. That's why it's not happening. You don't well, see bombs blowing up. I, it would be easy to blow up a, a school bus or something like that, but it doesn't happen here. It happens in Israel all the time because they have a terrorist problem. We don't have one. I think that um, I think that what one needs to, besides willingness, there's also sort of competence in building a, a bomb resolve. Um, there's there's uh, you know leadership. There's, so what you're saying is they few... don't have the resolve because it's not that hard to build bombs. You can find plans for it on the internet. Well, you but... don't need a bomb. You just need to hijack a 
a tanker truck full of gas and drive it through a mall and and, yeah. and crash it in. All you need is a gun for that. Right. Well, some of some of them um, would be, uh, you know, whereas they may not be willing to do the hijacking of the tanker truck full of gasoline, they might be willing to do the driving. So if you you know somebody hijacked the tanker truck and then gave it to them and do the driving, so that you know there's these sort of uh, you know half-hearted terrorists that I'm making. Are, you're making excuses, Mark. The, uh, the, the terrorist <laughs> threat is as big a fiction as the government itself. There is no terrorist threat. Well, I right, agree. That, a, I agree. It is entirely blown out of proportion. I just uh, I hate to hear uh, superlatives like none used when hardly any. He didn't say despite, none. He did. Okay, Mark. Mark. My definition of none is a percentage that's so small that it's pointless. To How about talk virtually about. That's my none? Definition of none. How about virtually none, Gene? There, that's yeah. kind of a, a better way to say I would, it. I would say anything under point zero 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 one percent is none, and that's what I'm saying. The terrorist threat is point zero zero one percent. How about that for a number? I can't disagree well, with, you, with I, the numbers you're I'm talking gonna about. I'm going to disagree here, though. I'm going to say there's a big terrorist problem in this country, and that is the people calling <laughs> themselves government. Uh, yeah. these, Washington, D.C. Yes, these are people who, I mean, the definition of a terrorist is uh, a person who terrorizes or frightens others. And just think of how many people are frightened to death that the IRS might audit them this year. Right. That, that, that's, that is, I agree, that's a, it's a funny little sort of a conundrum. A terrorist is a person who wants to use force in order to get what they want, but they're opposed by organizations that use force to get what they want. So I, it's, it's a funny sort of paradox, but people, people prefer stability to freedom. Freedom, unfortunately, that that's true. I would prefer to have freedom and believe that it brings more stability. But it's the it's the image of stability the government's managed to work off. Gene, of. thanks for the thoughts and the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. More coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Guys, do you have trouble getting women, or ever wonder why she chooses the jerk instead of you? Do you want to know what she really wants in a man? Welcome to SchoolofDating.com, the site that will teach you how to build confidence and pick up women without losing your self-respect. SchoolofDating.com offers live dating shows, free chat line, coaching, and much more. Whether you're single, dating, married, or just need motivation when it comes to women, we'll show you how to get there. SchoolofDating.com. We're more than just a dating site. We're a lifestyle. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And it's the live Saturday edition. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free. And those features include live streams. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com. Enjoy the webcam, the broadband version of the show, dial-up version. Uh, We've also got the, the listen line as well. Multiple ways to get tuned in, not to mention our 60-plus radio affiliates across the country. Head over to listen.freetalklive.com and get tuned in to more Free Talk Live. The 12-year process of public education has a dramatic effect on the mind of a child. When we enter school, many of our best personality attributes are already in place. We are curious, innovative, unique, creative, and hopeful in many ways, in ways that many of us are rarely able to replicate throughout the rest of our lives, but over time, school sucks those natural gifts out of people and replaces them with predictability, obedience, and apathy. Oh, and it's it's funded by theft. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of public education. Visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. That's School Sucks Project. All right, so we continue here. Uh, you can bring up absolutely anything. Let's talk to Scott in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Scott. Yes, uh, Happy New Year, Ian and Mark. How are you? What's on your mind tonight, Scott? 
what's on my mind is I'm very uh, disturbed at the fact that there aren't mass protests in the United States vehemently opposing the Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and very soon, and make no mistake about it, Iran war. Yeah, what happened to the anti-war movement? I mean, there really weren't very many big protests during the Bush administration, but at least there were some. Well, there were some, uh, yeah. They kind of fizzled out at this point, haven't they? I mean, I'm the talking part? about we need to have huge Vietnam War type uh, uh Rallies, and yeah, I think a lot of Americans to, are too busy watching television. You know, I don't. Maybe know if the come economy too, and may, and also I have a theory, gentlemen. I think they may a, a lot of fear toward the federal government step out of line. But I'm going to tell you something. We must we must stand up to the government. Look, our boys. We have five thousand soldiers that have died in vain, and I and I emphasize in vain. They've died for Israel, for big oil, for selfish interests. 38,000 seriously wounded, $3 trillion. Think about that. $3 trillion and counting. Oh, yeah, it's going to be higher than that. Has, it'll be much more than that. It bankrupted this nation. And America. Yeah, but Dancing must- with the Stars is on. I can't be going out and uh, protesting. I've got television to watch. Right. Uh, you know, the, the, the There's anti- a football game tomorrow. The anti war protesters won. They got Barack Obama in place. Now we have now we have a Democrat who's in charge of killing people, so it can't possibly. He's he's doing it with the right intent. You can't fight City Hall, Scott. Why bother? No, Why bother that's where Americans are wrong. Listen, you've heard the term bread and circus, haven't you? Yes, yes, that's what the... Americans uh, the, have to get away from the Super Bowl and movie stars and what Britney Spears or whatever and Tom Brady and whatever. Look, our boys are dying and no one's opposing the Zionist-occupied government. I know you get annoyed when I say that, but let's be frank. Let's be honest. The American-Israel Public Affairs Committee, the, 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 the world... The World Jewish Congress, the Anti-Defamation League of the B'nai B'rith, the Jewish War Veterans of America, Zionists of America, big oil companies, Scott. selfish senators and congressmen, they all will, will get on the Israel bandwagon, and our boys are dying. They're dying for Israel. And I'm going to tell you something. If our boys are going to die in Israel, then let the Zionists put their men in the field and let them fight alongside us. The Zionists, they are, the Zionists are putting their, their men in the fields. Uh, the, you know, if, if what you mean by Zionist is somebody who wants to, uh, to uh, you know, grow the, the Israeli state, um, you know, that's, that's what's happening. But, you know, I, I think that it's, it, it is incorrect to uh, lay it at the door of the Jews because I'm saying it's, is- it's not. I mean, it's, it's really more, uh, you know, just people here in the United States that believe that uh, we need to protect Israel because Israel's the promised land or, you know, something like yeah, that. Isn't that a Christian belief? Is it, it, kind Can of. I be frank with you? Israel is, dre- is going to, and mark my words, gentlemen, you'll remember that, that Scott said this. Th- this is going to be the undoing of the United States. It's bankrupted us. We're going to get into a war with Iran. Make no mistake about it. There's a pattern. In legal terms, you've heard of the term legal a pattern. There is a pattern here, and the pattern is a drumbeat toward war. I could see the writing on the wall. You may say, well, what do we do about it? Americans like the Tea Party, they must take to the streets and protest these wars. And I don't care if, if people view it as anti-Israel or anti-Semitic. Listen, we have a Zionist-occupied government. And what I mean by that, what I mean by that is total allegiance to Israel and people are afraid. But they give money to, they don't just give money to Israel. And I understand they do give a great deal of money to Israel and they sell Tremendous. weapons and that kind of things. But they also give money to many of the other Middle Eastern countries. I mean, we have troops in Yemen, uh, Saudi Arabia, Iraq. Uh, what about know, South Korea? But, like most of these places. I'm glad you brought that up. 
let's let's let me be fair about it so you don't think I'm just singling out Israel. Let's we gotta cut off aid and let me make a suggestion. We need to get out of the United Nations, exit the United Nations. It's it's an albatross around our neck and it's sucking the life out of our neck. They they hate the world hates us. They want our money, but they want to they don't have any respect for us. Take the money. You know, Scott, it's so hard for me to – it's so hard – by the way, because I agree with you on the, the United Nations uh, statement. But it's so hard for me to agree with you because you in many ways are so disagreeable as far as you're all constantly singling out Jewish people as far as – I see them – be the power behind the throne. Them, and I know it's them, not politically them. correct, Jewish but, people I'm, are... but I'm honest about it. And if well, you don't believe me, if you don't believe me and you think I'm a nut job, sit them, down and read the uh, Them is such a wide-cutting term, Scott. I mean, Jewish people are all over the place in all kind of different economic strata, and they don't necessarily have anything to do with what the U.S. federal government is doing with your money. Who, you know who has to do with that? The people that are running the federal government, and most of them are uh, white Christian men. Thank you for the call tonight, Scott. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. It's so so difficult. Uh, His calls are uh, some of the most difficult calls because, on one hand, he says things that I absolutely agree with. Ending foreign aid? Yeah, I'm all in favor of ending, you know, the U.S. government taking people's money by force and giving it to uh, despots and dictators around the world, regardless of what country they're in. But he focuses on the one country. You know that uh, he thinks is most important, and and you know I don't think that we should be giving money to Israel any more than we give money to any other country. I think that it's 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 foolish and, and anti-American. Well, I think quite. if you want to give money to uh, Israel or if you want to give money to South Korea's governments, because that's where that money goes. Right. That money does not go to, to the, the people; it goes to the governments. If if you decide you want to take your bank account and cut the government of South Korea a check, then you should be free to do that because some people have families and. You know, family members in other countries, and maybe they want to do that with their money. That's fine. Just don't force me to go about uh, doing that kind of thing. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in helping the people, uh, helping actually helping people, and giving money to governments doesn't doesn't really help people. So there's and that. Bigot- and bigotry really doesn't help one's cause. Um, if uh, if if you're trying no. to you know get anti-war protests out in the street, which I don't think is going to happen. I mean, I don't see any evidence of that. I I think that I, I quite honestly I believe that the people that were voting were were, were protesting for for peace by and large have uh, you know taken uh, taken it uh, t- taken a nap. It's over now. They they got a Democrat in charge. Gosh darn it, we've got peace. Toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. And as far as protests are concerned, as uh, I think it was Alexander Haig said during the Reagan administration, let them protest all they want so long as they pay their taxes. So they don't care. Go ahead, spend $200 on a plane ticket to fly to Washington, D.C. Spend another $200 on a hotel room so you can uh, stay the night there. And then uh, go spend money and, you know, spend hundreds of dollars to go wave signs in D.C. And see if they see if anything changes. You have a lot more success spending your money on a secessionist movement, in my opinion. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. 
This is Free Talk Live, Saturday edition of the program. We're here live taking your calls about anything at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free. They include our Shrine of Female listeners. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See the ladies, dozens of them who have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video Showing they are indeed listeners of the program, head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you hate making extra trips back out to the car just to bring in more grocery bags, you need to go and visit totasac.com and order yourself a family pack of the Totasacs, T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. It is a wonderful little handle designed of, uh, to, to help you simplify lots of carrying tasks. You can uh, pick them up over at totasack.com or just be patient. We'll give you the chance to win a two-pack here in a little bit. Sometime before the end of the show tonight, uh, we will give away a two-pack of the Totasack. Go to totasak.com. You can order uh, these. They're made out of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States, and they can carry a whole lot of stuff all at once. It's great. Totasack.com. We continue here. You can bring up anything. Carl is on the line uh, listening to KTAE. Carl, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey yeah, I just uh, I just overheard the conversation with the last caller about the uh, uh, sending all the money to uh, countries like Israel and et cetera. And I think that uh, I think that the concern should be right here uh, locally in the United States uh, with this uh, Marxist regime. Regime that's uh, taken over here. Uh, I think that people need to go to YouTube and and, and view that uh, Ron Bloom Mao Tone video, where he uh, indicates that the current administration uh, 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 is totally against the free enterprise system and uh, more or less uh, falls in line with the philosophies of Mao Zedong. Now he happens to be. Uh, your current administration's uh, marketing czar, I believe, and of course your Van Jones and your Nita Duns and et cetera and et cetera. The, the people have got to understand that Marxist, communist, socialistic uh, uh, order has taken over this government. And now, question for quick on. question for you, because I tend to generally agree with what you're saying, but just a just a question for clarification. Before 2008's election, would you have also categorized the U.S. federal government as communist? I uh, I would I would say that this uh, that this that our government, uh, due to the complacency of the citizenry, has been heading toward this since probably 1913. Okay, that's Excellent. a fair answer. Uh, I, you know, I, I have to agree. I, I, I kind of wonder, um, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, the Civil War when, um, you know, a, a president goes after uh, states that just decide to secede from the Union. But I think 1913 is good enough, uh, good enough year, the beginning of the IRS and the Federal Reserve. That's correct. I, I uh, and, and most people now, if you were to ask them if the Federal Reserve uh, was an entity uh, uh, devised by the government, they, they would tell you that, uh, yeah, it's, it's a government uh, organization, when in essence the Federal Reserve is a private entity. I'd call it quasi-private. I mean, um, the, the the chairman is uh, appointed by the, the president. and so It, it wouldn't it, matter if it was yeah. fully federal. It, it, it's it doesn't still really the same matter. scam. Yeah. 
So, hey, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's continue with Dino calling from Japan. Dino, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Ian and Mark. uh, Good to talk with you. Dino, what's on your mind? Uh, I wanted to comment uh, concerning the guy um, that spoke about the Israelis. It seems like he tried to lump all the Jews in one pot. There was a recent protest uh, near Gaza where, and you can find this anywhere on the Internet, uh, Israelis, um, Arabs, Palestinians, and people from other countries were protesting against the blockade that the Israeli regime had against the Palestinians. Uh, Let me say that, you know, our government, which um, I agree with the last caller, could be, you know, semi-communist, semi-Marxist, semi-Nazi, is no different than the Zionist government that's um, uh, running the Israeli government right now. And not all Jews, uh, of course we know that's 100%, if you would say all, but not all Jews are against, or should I say for, the Israeli regime or the American government. And um, it's proved itself out when you have these protests and you have um, peoples of all walks of life and from all around the world coming together to go against this tyranny and um, these tyrannical practices by America and, and the Israeli uh, state. So uh, that's, that's all I wanted to say, and also I'm headed to New Hampshire. Oh, awesome. Eventually. When are you going to get here? We're looking, um, looking to move my family there before Obama leaves office. Fantastic. Two to three years. Great. And, and, and uh, where, where are you all looking to move in New Hampshire? Anywhere in particular? I like Keene. Excellent. Thank you, Dino. Look forward to seeing you here when you finally make the trip. Uh, Of course, he's talking about the Free State Project, a movement of thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all making the move up here to New Hampshire from literally all around the world uh, to come here and get active for freedom. So you can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about that as we continue with your phone calls. Uh, I believe... Yeah, yeah, is on the line, and hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, yeah, in Charleston, listening to uh, WSCFM. How are you today? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? I was watching the conspiracy theory with Jesse Ventura for for a couple of weeks, and this week they had a thing about the the Stonehenge that's in Georgia, the Georgia Stonehenge of America, and it's talking about the one world, one government, and put the population down to 500 million. What is your take on that? What do you think about that information that's being revealed? You're talking about the Georgia Guidestones. We've had people call in and uh, and talk about them before. I think that there are definitely people in this world that desire power and control over others. And certainly there are statements from uh, individuals who believe that the world would be best served with mass uh, human extinction. Uh, So are there sickos out there? Yeah, absolutely. My question, I guess, to you would be what do you want to do about it? That's my question to you. <laughs> well, my answer, of course, is if you believe in liberty, and not everybody that believes in conspiracy theories believes in liberty. Some of them just are conspiracy theorists. But if you believe that uh, that uh, that in order to be free, you must allow others to be free, and if you believe that uh, what freedom means is that you should be free to live your life how you want, so long as you don't harm anybody else, then uh, I would recommend you go to the Free State Project's website and learn more about a movement of liberty liberty-loving people coming together in the same place to uh, to get active, to stand up against the depredations and the insanity of the state, to refuse to obey, to stop paying taxes, to uh, go through political processes and get elected and do all do all kinds of different things, but to, to actually stand up and, and get active rather than just expect someone else to do it for them or to think that they can just vote for Republicans and Democrats and that things are going to significantly 
fundamentally changed. So my answer is always the Free State Project, honestly, because I haven't found a better one. Uh, there's nothing else out there that is as exciting to me and that holds the uh, the potential for actually achieving liberty in our lifetimes. And if there is, I still want to hear from it. I always ask for folks, hey, if there's something better than the Free State Project out there, please call in and let us know. Because most people are like you. They are completely in the dark. They they know there's something wrong. Many of uh, many folks have maybe even identified what the problem is. And the problem is government. The problem is coercion. The problem is uh, using force on uh, on our fellow man. So once they've identified the problem, they're still not really sure as to what the solution is. So I, I hope I've identified that for you. All right, thank you. Have thank you for night. the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Because the one thing that you're going to get from the conspiracy theory shows, well, I don't know, I haven't seen this Jesse Ventura show, but the one thing you're going to get from uh, the conspiracy promoters out there is a feeling of hopelessness. That's what they promote. They promote defeatism and hopelessness because if 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 you listen to everything that they're saying, well, they want to eliminate the world's population. They're spraying chemicals on you. They're going to blow, you're going to blow things up and they're going to kill you. And you know, there's all kinds of the, the Bilderbergers they're meeting to plot and to take over the world and they're going to take more of your money. And it's just very, very sad, all of it. Maybe some of it's true. Some of it's not. Who knows? When it comes to conspiracy theory, usually there's some elements of truth mixed in with just pure fiction. But when you constantly are being fed these messages. Right. The idea of competence of government is the part that I find most ludicrous to most uh, conspiracy theories. I, I find it very difficult to imagine the government's going to be successful at most of these things because when the government tries, you know, spends an inordinate amount of money in order to do something, by and large, there's a failure involved. Telling other people about the conspiracy theories isn't going to solve a problem. It's just going to scare them. So you have to have a real solution. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. We've uh, only got a few moments remain. Actually, probably shouldn't give you that number because the phones are pretty loaded here. Uh, it is Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free on the site, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And, hey, if you want to support the show, it's the beginning of the month. That means we could use your vote. Uh, radio listeners, Internet listeners alike, as long as you have access to the Internet, you can go to vote.freetalklive.com. Cast your vote for Free Talk Live. Only takes a moment. You only need your email address for verification purposes. To make sure you're not a robot. And it makes a difference for us because it helps push us up the t- uh, top 10 charts. I checked today. We're, we're at number one right now, but we need to solidify that lead. And so that means we need you to please go to vote.freetalklive.com. It would be much appreciated. That's vote.freetalklive.com as we go to your phone calls. And first talk to Jonathan listening in Orlando. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jonathan. Hey, how you doing tonight? What's on your mind tonight, Jonathan? I have a lot on my mind, but the worst thing that happened to me is that I was having anal, and the guy Thanks for the call. We really don't want to talk about uh, very uh, explicit sexual... uh, Purient Yeah, we can't really pander to uh, that particular viewpoint. If you had wanted to talk about it in a more, I don't know, clinical uh, manner, we probably would have let you talk about it. Let's continue and try Preston listening in Georgia. Preston, you're on Free Talk Live. I love anal. Thank Don't you for you? the call. Clearly, we've got some uh, got some crankers here at the very end. Uh, Greg in Washington, you're on Free Talk Live. Have you ever had anal? <laughs> this is, this is the same guy. It sounds the same. Yeah, this is pretty talented here. Let's go to Bing in uh, Kentucky. Bing, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, you guys. Uh, this isn't the same guy. I'm not gonna... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I was uh, listening to the... Uh, uh, by the way, no, I have never had anal. I just wanted to make that clear. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I was listening to the uh, podcast from the 31st, and you guys were talking about New Year's resolutions. Yes. Yes, sir. I had a New Year's resolution last year that I'm kind of still working on, but okay. uh, I had the resolution to get out of debt. I found it pretty important, too. So okay. I've paid hey, down about How much debt are we talking about here? Uh, it's about, uh, $14,000 with, uh, Oof. like tuition and, uh, different kinds of credit cards, but, uh, paid about $7,000 worth of debt. Now I've gotten rid of every single one of my credit cards and almost done with my student loans. Man, that is great. I, I've, I've, you know, it's, it's, the, the, I, I think that so many people d- don't understand, uh, how disempowered they are in their lives and how much money they spend servicing debt, um, that they have. It, really, mostly just because they want something now and they're not willing to wait for it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have all the best things in life, and I don't spend a lot of money on wasteful things. Uh, but I think uh, as far as freedom, I think uh, money's pretty important in the whole idea of freedom, too, because if you don't have the money to spend, or uh, you're beaten down by debt. You can't really be a free person, I don't think. Yep. And the secret to happiness is want what you got. So, um, you well, know. right. If you're in debt, you're owned by the creditors, basically. Right. right? I mean, they they essentially have a claim on your future labor. And I absolutely agree that if, if there's you something at- that you want, you need to be have the patience that it takes to uh, to gather your finances together to the point where not only do you have enough to purchase what it is that you're looking for, whether it's a you know brand new flat screen television or a car or whatever it might be, but uh, that you'll have a little more than that. I I tend to my rule of thumb is I want to have at least five times the amount as what it is that I'm looking to purchase. That way I still have money left after I'm done making the purchase. That, that's extremely smart, and uh, I just uh, I've, I've come into this whole new way of thinking after uh, starting on this, and I'm not so much worried about getting things as much as uh, spending more time with my family and friends, and uh, just trying to better my life. You know, I think America's moving this direction, and uh, you just kind of beat them to it with uh, last year's New Year's resolution. And I think you've got a, a real jump start on it. And um, you know, I'm 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 proud of you, man. So you say, so you're saying that you know, at at a year ago today, essentially, you had fourteen thousand dollars in debt, and in one year's time, you managed to pay down half of that. Yep, that's pretty fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. So you're you're definitely on track then, uh, presuming, and you might even do a little better this year. Uh, but you're certainly on track to pay it all off by the end of this year, which I think is. And how old are you, if I might ask? Uh, I'm actually just turned 25 this oh, last wow. year. Oh wow! Wow, yeah. that is great because yeah. you're <laughs> got a big leg up on everyone else. A, a lot of people are. You mentioned there's some tuition in there. A lot of people are are in debt way way late in their lives, and so if you can clear out your debt and be 26 years old, that's when you can start you know sucking money away and you know really start preparing for the rest of your life. Absolutely, pretty exciting. Anything else you want to share? No, that's it, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, Bing. Appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. I guess I should have given the number out because uh, <laughs> pretty much all of our phone lines were taken up by that one guy. That's pretty dedicated. I have to say, it wasn't it wasn't the, the best crank call, uh, the the anal guy that, that is, uh, but... It was certainly one of the more dedicated ones. Like yeah, you'd have heard, to have three I've different never phones. Heard anybody. 
<laughs> uh, doing three cranks in a row like that. That was that was interesting. Most people don't have multiple phone lines with which they can uh, perform something like that. So he would have had to, you know, maybe had a cell phone, his house phone, maybe one of his friends. Lived. Maybe he had a fax line too yeah, that had a little, you know, pick up the pick up the receiver and you could call on that. Very interesting. Well, toll free eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I think we've actually tapped out the calls, Mark. So tell us about the beating the crowds T-shirt that you alluded to earlier tonight. We'd mentioned it on the show before when I think it was after the Democratic convention or the Republican convention, one or the other. You don't have the story now? I ju- you don't have that? <laughs> I knew that I was going to get uh, get this tri- kind of trouble, but at uh, 9.50, I, I shut down my uh, <laughs> my account there as far as uh, you, you know, lazy all the bum. Well, we had all those calls. I didn't. It, it, I wasn't intending to be lazy. You it have just to be like... prepared, Mark. All right, so you, you don't even know what the story is? Yeah, yeah, I can I can lay it on you. Basically, the uh, um, let's return to the Return to 68 uh, organization. It's a protest organization that was uh, protesting at the uh, DNC, and I I believe they were sort of protesting for the Democrats there um, because it was a, you know, they, they were referring to the uh, 1968 Democratic Convention and all the, the good socialist crap that went on there. So, uh, you know, not, not a crowd that I really agree with, but they're protesting the T-shirts that the uh, police union there in uh, Denver um, had made for ten dollars. Yeah, they were for ten dollars. They were handing out these T-shirts to their their union members and then selling them um, for ten. Actually, the ten dollar price was for other police officers from other places. Um, and the it, the the caption says, "We get up early to beat the crowds." Yeah, and, and it has, it's a guy with a club. Yeah, you saw uh, the picture. It's a police picture, right? officer with a club. With on a big it. grin on his face, yeah. a big ugly uh, grin. And and um, you know this, I find it just reprehensible. Um, admittedly, I don't agree with uh, the the socialist leanings of a lot of these protesters, but there are protesters from all over the political spe- spectrum there, yeah. and there were all kinds of egregious assaults on these people. Um, yeah, these are mostly peaceful people too. And not to mention journalists from major news organizations had all kinds of trouble, and. And to me, this indicates the level of, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of police state that we're moving into here in the United States, where um, it, and also I have a sort of another story. The Department of Defense has um, now in their training manuals, they're claiming that protesters are essentially low level terrorists. And I can see wow. where they're coming from. I, I, I can kind of get what they're claiming is that. Protesters are dissenters, and some protesters have certainly picked up bottles and rocks and things like that. But to label in the United States of America, where we have the freedom to peaceably assemble protesters as low-level terrorists, these are the these these same people, the people that we pay their salaries. I, I find it very disturbing. Let's go to your phone calls real quick here uh, toward the very end of the show. Only time for a quick question. Anthony in Eureka, listening to KGOE. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Anthony. Happy holidays, friends in America. Hey, Anthony, you're going to have to belt your question out real quick. Since you uh, uh, talked about communism, please define that for me and let me stay on the line so we can interact. Well, I wish we had time for that, uh, Anthony. We're the very last uh, 60 seconds of the show. But communism is essentially everybody owns everything and everybody is the government. From each according to his ability to each. We don't have that. We have fascism. Well, it's both, actually. I I say it's it's, it's something. Communism can't exist on planet Earth. So um, anybody who uses it is using it hyperbolically, usually to, um, to. To, to, to be in reference to sort of Soviet socialism. 
Yeah, no, no, no. Let's be precise. Greg. I'll tell you what, Anthony. We can be very precise. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you what, Anthony. We can be very precise. Make a note to call that same phone number Monday night at uh, four o'clock your time, and we can get into it for several minutes. We just don't have time for it right now. I thank you for the call. What we do have time to do, however, is give you a two pack of the Tota Sack. T o t a s a k dot com. You can go order your own family pack, and you'll want to do that after you get the uh, the two pack delivered because they are fantastic. Use them as gifts. Use them to bring back the groceries from the car in one trip and an amazing little device and they're yours right now if you call her number four at 603-435-1105 that's our contest line 603-435-1105 caller four getting a two-pack of the tota sack thanks for tuning into the show tonight we will be back monday night online in the meantime at our brand new website over at freetalklive.com have a great weekend The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. So another installment of the Edgington Post interview series. And uh, this one, we've had a podcast advertising on the show for a little while now. It's called School of Dating. And so, Steve, are, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Great. Um, I wanted to I wanted to ask you a few questions, find out a little more about School of Dating for uh, the listeners of Free Talk Live. So uh, perhaps they can go over there and listen or find out more about the show. Absolutely. So tell us about the School of Dating. Okay, well, the School of Dating is a place where men can go to learn and uh, well, to learn and meet and date and bed women without losing who they are as a person. So we also uh, show married men how to get their spine back and not take abuse. And our model is stop war- rewarding bad behavior so they can stop be calling, becoming what we call Raymonds. What, 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 is, what is a Raymond? <laughs> <laughs> well, a Raymond is, have you ever seen the show Everybody Loves Raymond? I, I have, a very popular show. Right, well, that's a TV show that shows you what happens when you don't have a woman's respect. A Raymond is a guy who needs a hall pass to go out. A Raymond is a guy who gets uh, in trouble, so to speak, when she's not happy. A guy who allows a woman to spend thousands of dollars on that one-day wedding instead of, you know, putting it on a house. So it's basically a guy that caters to the woman to make her happy when it should be about the whole relationship. So um, this, these are sort of, uh, you know, guys that uh, kind of get run over, uh, used as doormats. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. So um, would you say that this, you know, that television is affecting how men date? Well, you know, they get examples like like Raymond out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you if you turn on your TV today, uh, TV is teaching men, you know, how to be, you know, how you have to go to Jared to make a woman happy or. Uh, you know, you see a lot of commercials where the women abuse men, where they smack them around. You see a commercial where, like the progressive commercial, where the guy's wearing a purse. Uh, you see women tripping guys through glass, pushing them out of car doors, shooting them with nail guns like those beer commercials and everything. And what, what men need to realize is that every 38 seconds, a man is being abused by a woman somewhere in the world. And all we're doing is showing men how to love themselves and protect themselves. Isn't isn't it true that uh, women are more uh, physically abusive toward men than men are toward women? Well, well, yeah. Well, see, the statistics say no because a lot of men do not uh, go call the police or uh, uh, send the you know the reports to police or turn women in for that because they're embarrassed to do it. So the the way it's set up is that women are are you know getting abused more, but. 
if you really look at things, I mean, we all know somebody, if we were to ask them to go out, oh, no, I'll get in trouble, or I have to sleep on the couch, or she'll hit me or yell at me or scream at me. You know, we all know someone like that. Sure. Now, um, even if you're in a situation where the relationship is sort of 50-50, I think I, I think I, I mean, there, there, some, my wife could do something. Like, she could go out for, uh, you know, stay out till. 6 a.m. or something like that, and and I'm beginning gonna gonna start to have an issue. So I think that there's a there's there's a point probably where um you know in a relationship you you have to sort of report in and tell people what's going on, right? Oh well, absolutely. It's either relationships are about respect. I mean, I'm in a 10 year marriage, happily married. Uh, I can count on my hand the many arguments I've had with my wife, and we don't argue because it's all about respect. But a lot of guys think. They need to find love, and love is cliche. When you respect someone, like you respect your partner, uh, you're not going to do things to hurt or, or disappoint him when you respect him because you have a certain type of admiration to him. And that's what we're trying to teach men. Demand respect first, and then love comes in. And as in respect for your woman, sure, you don't want to uh, be out until 6.30 in the morning because, again, that's disrespectful to your woman. So you want to treat her the way you treat it, but... What happens is a lot of women, they decide that they are king of the castles. They get to run and do whatever they want to do. And and then you're the one, again, peeing on the toilet, sitting down and having a hall pass to be able to do things. I, I, I get it. So, I mean, it's, it's all about a sort of equality in the relationship. That's what you mean by respect? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Just, you know, I will treat you the way you treat. I want to be treated. I will not do certain things uh, as far as going out real late at night or doing things that don't that, that don't feel comfortable to you. If it, if you don't like it, we can sit and talk things over. But if it's just a one way where she's saying you can't do this, you can't do that, she's not your mother. She's supposed to be your wife. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a very good relationship. So, how long have you uh, been doing the School of Dating uh, show? I have been doing this since '95. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, I started in Vancouver, and unfortunately, the show got canceled because the program director's wife didn't like the idea of us telling men to just love yourselves and not put up with certain things that women do. So, happens. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what, you know, it ab- absolutely happens. I can see it happening. So uh, what happened after the uh, the first iteration of the School of Dating? Well, we, we, we went through a few bumps and turns, and then, you know, podcasting started, and uh, we were going strong from there, and now we do webcasting and all that other stuff just to tell guys, you know, it's, it's okay to be a man. It's okay to uh, love yourself. It's okay to say no to a woman and not cater to her or put her on a pedestal, like, like for instance, dating. You know, there's no such thing as really dating nowadays. Well, what is there instead? Well, what it is, is is that you're feeding a woman, you're filling her belly up, you're, you're using your gas and your hard-earned money to, to, to try to please her, where she's eating all your food, and then she's coming to a guy like me for all the relationships and sex. Because a lot of nice guys, again, nice guys, they always say nice guys finish last. But there's no really difference between bad boys, jerks, and nice guys. It's just that the bad boys and jerks, they, they live by certain laws, rules, and codes. So... Uh, what happens is a normal guy will kiss a woman's behind, run behind her, tell her how pretty she is, and put her on a pedestal. And you understand, women hear that all the time, so there's nothing different with that guy. But it's that jerk that uh, is the one that she, she's just compelled to be with. And that's why they always get the booty calls at the end while the guy goes home 
empty-handed. Do you think? Uh, I mean, is is this is that common with uh, with women? Because I mean, I I can tell you, I've been the nice guy, and I've been the guy that they've been, uh, you know, that they've given the booty calls in the middle of the night too. So, um, you know, I I I don't know. I, I honestly I couldn't tell you. There have been you know women that I've chased after that I haven't got, women that I've chased after that I have got, women that I've kind of ignored, and um, you know, they've they've called me when they felt like, felt like calling me, and when, you know, for the booty call and that kind of thing, and women I've ignored that they haven't. So. Um, right. I, I think it's I, I think the sort of um, I heard a comedian describe it one time as uh, uh, women and sex is kind of like guys going to the bat cave. They you know, they know where they are. They, it's dark. It's wet. It's noisy. And they're they're happy. They're get they're there. But they had no idea how they got there. And I really don't. Well, see, that's the problem. See, most guys are stuck in Miss Crabtree's fifth grade class when it comes to sex. They, you know, this is a penis and this is a vagina. What we teach guys is what we call the vultures and hornets of sex. It's it's taking sex to another level. It's doing things with a woman that will make her want you more and sell you to her girlfriends. Because think about something. When you get a new car, let's look at yourself. You get a new car, something wonderful happens to you. What do you do? You tell your friends about it. Yeah. You're, you're amazed. You're so what happens is when a woman experiences a guy who has that bedroom confidence that says to her, you know, has that attitude where if you get in the, if I get you in the bedroom, it's over. Yeah, I'm going to take you on rides and places. And when you do that, because when other women are not used to that, so when they get that, they are compelled to tell their girlfriends. They will sell you to their girlfriends. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen this happen. I, I, I don't know, I don't know how replicatable it is, but I've certainly seen it happen. I, um, you know, I, I listened to the podcast there, and I, I heard a little something that uh, kind of surprised me. You tell guys not to spend more than twenty bucks on a date. Oh, absolutely, because, uh, because what is, are you there to spend money to feed her, or are you there to find out if you are compatible? What, what is it? What is the uh, meaning of taking her out? I, I, you know, it, it makes perfectly it's good compa- sense. It's a, it's yeah. Compatibility. Clearly. And I want to know if we can be are compatible. So why are we placing a dollar sign on sitting down and feeding you when women go on dates at least two or three times a week with different types of guys? So why would you take your hard-earned money? Think about this. You wake up every morning. You go through rush hour traffic. You have to deal with the political BS of your office and your job only to give that money away to somebody you know nothing about. And I, I'm sure you know about stocks, investments, and nest eggs and all that other good stuff. So why would you put your money into something that you don't know anything about? Well, I, I guess that the reason guys do it is on, in order to get the date. You know, they, they want to get... <laughs> They want to get the date, right? So That's here. what society teaches you. You yeah. don't need to do that to get the date. All you need to do is you don't need any pickup lines or any gimmicks. All you need to do at the end of the day, and we say it, is be a man. As in now, we're all men. But what I'm saying is, is that, look, I would like to go out with you. Let's go out and hang out and see if we are compatible. I'm not going to spend any money on you. I'll take you to a coffee house. We can drink coffee or tea and talk and see if you are compatible with me. But I don't need to spend money on you because that's the problem. We call uh, we call that sucker me season, and that's where we're in right now. And it starts and Christmas goes through Valentine's Day and then the tax day, where guys are going crazy buying women gifts and all this other stuff, rewarding bad behavior.
Yeah, I don't think that I don't think gifts really do much uh, in the in the whole dating scheme of of things. I think that right. I think women do um, sort of res- respect the, uh, the, the you know the opportunity to talk. I think that I think that that can be presented in a fashion that they would would absolutely um, respect. That makes sense absolutely. to me because if you're out eating, then somebody's got to be having food in their mouth. It's kind of hard to have a discussion when you're when you're shoveling food in your face. But if you're just out for coffee, then right. that's what. That's the problem. More Guys conducive. don't know how to communicate. So when you're with her, you have to talk. When you go to the, when you're driving, you have to talk. When you go to the restaurant, you have to talk. Order food, you have to talk. You have to do a lot of talking. And guys, we don't talk that much. And that's the thing. We don't have that much conversation because, again, it gets the who, what, where, why, when, where type, when we call those born Bob questions. The same old basic questions that a woman who's, I think of an attractive woman who gets hit on a lot of times a day. She hears that all the time. So why not take the woman somewhere where you like to go where you can show her your best side without well, spending money? What would you say? I mean, you mentioned talking. I mean, in the sales business, it said that the person who's talking the most is losing. So, uh, right. so would you suggest that uh, the guys be asking questions? And you're saying different questions from who, what, when, where, why? Because if you're asking questions, you're not the one that's doing all the talking. Well, yeah. Well, see, what I always say when it comes to power, you're either giving your power away, you're taking it, or you're maintaining it. Bottom line, when it comes, especially when it comes to women. So what you want to do is you don't have to talk much, but you can show her that, look, you know what? I'm a man that's one. We were trying to brand guys, you know, like Nike. You know, Nike, every, you see, you think of shoes, you think Nike. I want guys to be branded where a woman makes the guy the opportunity. And we see us men, we need to stop making the woman the opportunity and showing that we also have power too. See, the power most guys think about is in between a woman's legs, and that's not true. That's why I always tell guys to hold up a quarter. That little hole, that's what you're buying houses and cars and flowers for, just something the size of a quarter. So once they realize that, and, and, and we have a great success rate, once guys realize, you know what, I have the power. I, don't, I can be who I want to be. I don't have to bend over backwards or kiss her butt in order for her to like me. I can go and talk to many women because – there's just so many out there. Yeah, you know, I've I've always felt that it's kind of the female conundrum um, that you know, looking at it from their side is, you know, they they love the idea of dating uh, buccaneers, but they also want brokers at the same time. They're very confused, so mm-hmm. they they want to tame a man, they want right. them to act in a certain way, but they're not attracted to that. Right. Well, think about this. What do women love? The most, uh, most uh, highest. I think the Bible is the most uh, book that sells the most copies every year. But underneath that are what romance novels. And what is the premise of a romance novel? You got boring Betty and boring Bob who live in a boring relationship, and then that bad that bad boy rides in the town. Picks the woman up and she tries to change them. That's what women are accustomed to, even when they're young. What do they read in the supermarket? Twenty-five ways to do this, thirty ways to do that. How to make a man do this and how to make a man do that. They're they're learning all this at a young age, while we men are busy playing with our Tonka toys and all the other stuff. We're not into that yet, so they have a curve on it. So they realize what they can use. They have something they can use to get what they want. And we're trying to show guys that they have something also 
that they can use to get what they want. Now, doesn't it sort of change at some point? Because it seemed to me in the like the the early t- you know the the teens, early twenties, even in you know sort of to some extent in the late twenties. But when I started getting into my thirties, it seemed like I had the power where I got to decide. You know, like I guess guys are getting married off and women are getting a little more desperate or whatever. But it mm-hmm. seemed like things turned around as far as the age groups went. Have you noted anything like that? Oh, absolutely. And I don't want to offend any women, but we have a saying, after once you get to 30, that clock is ticking. Your eggs are starting to dry up. Mm-hmm. So you need to get out there and do what you have to do to get a man. And that's what happens with a lot of women. Some women are smart. When they get around 25, they have a crossroads. They can use their body to find a man and get married, or they can use their body and looks to get expensive things and jewelry, knowing that the clock is ticking. And once they get 30, all those guys are saying no to. Have you ever seen when you go to Walmart or something, you see that hot-looking MILF, and you see that nerdy-looking guy, it's like, wow, how do you get that woman? It's happened. Yeah. That's what happens. What happens is they, they, they have to take the scraps then because, again, they have the 18, 19, and 20-year tight-bodied, cute little girls that are coming women are giving them competition. Yeah. So, they, they, you know, it's a competition thing. Not, but not for us men, though. Right. For some somehow or another, Sean Connery at the age of sixty was uh, uh, was voted the sexiest man in the world or something by Time Magazine. I can't remember. It's been it's been more than a decade since it happened, but it it really goes to show that guys can you know maintain significantly longer. So they uh, and that's the power that they need to realize that they have. Guys, you can be fifty years old and still nail that twenty four year old. You can be sixty years and get that that twenty seven. That's the thing. Once a man realizes that you know what, I love myself. Uh, and once I love myself, I'll set laws, rules, and codes and boundaries for myself and say, you know what? I'm not going to hit a woman. I'm not going to mistreat a woman. I'm just going to be who I am. And if she doesn't like me for who I am, then she's not right for me. Sounds right. And once they ha- I'm sorry? I said that sounds right to me. Yeah, and once they have that attitude, what happens is a woman – see, the problem is when you go on a date with most guys, the woman can say the sky is purple, and the guy's like, well, uh, I guess it is a little purple. Because <laughs> Whatever you say. say. What a great point. Right, whatever <laughs> you say, right. So you're putting on a – and a woman doesn't want that from a guy. A woman wants somebody – you know what? If you and I are in the alleyway I want, and, and five guys come up on us, I want to know you're protecting me. I don't want you to trip me and run. I want to make sure I'm protected. But I don't want you to cater and kiss my butt and, and say things that I just say just to make me happy. They don't want that. And you always notice that the women, they get mad. They call them jerks, a-holes. I hate them. I can't stand them. They're always complaining about them. But for some reason, they stick with them a long time. I want you guys to do a homework assignment. Go find a pretty woman. Ask her, when, what was your last boyfriend? And I guarantee she'll say he was a jerk. He was an a-hole. He never listened to me. He did this, all these negative things. And you ask her, how long were you with him? And I guarantee she'll say over six months or a year or we've been off and on. It's something about bad boys that attract these women. You know, I I have um I've I've noticed that uh, women tend to get irritated by male behavior in general, and and I'm just you know guys guys sort of act in a certain way. There's 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 this uh you know mold, um this generalization as to how they act, and and a lot of women find it very irritating. But it's strange they don't switch to the other team or anything like that. You know they, that opportunity's there, right? You could right, right. you can go find you can go find some dork who's uh who's an eat freak or whatever. I mean they're right. out there. You can find them, but. I, But that's what happens. They're not doing that. Well, what they do is it's an infiltration thing. They get in with – see, the end game for a woman is marriage. That's the end game. Get engaged, get married because that's, quote, unquote, the fairy tale she was growing up to be spoon-fed. 
So what she'll do is she'll she'll show you one way. She'll be one way for a little while and all this other stuff. And all of a sudden, when she begins to change you, whenever she tries to change something about you that you love, like tell me one thing that you love to do. What's one thing you love to do? I like to play video games. I do too. I'm an Xbox fan. So let me think of this. She'll put up with Xbox until you either moved in with her or she has that ring. Then all of a sudden, instead of, oh, that's so cute, you're playing video games, it'll be, well, why are you playing those stupid games? That's immature. You're a child. You shouldn't be playing those things. And what most men do, they buckle and say, okay, I'm sorry for being a man. I'm sorry for loving something that I've grown up to love. I'll do it to make you happy. And once you do that, you automatically lose respect from that woman. I'm not telling you to yell and hit her. We don't believe in hitting women, but we believe in, look, you know what? This is, I love video games. This is who I am. This is who I am when you met me. If you have a problem with that, you can leave. (laughs) And the thing about it is they won't leave, but they will conform. And that's how we say we call it training the kitty cat. That's part of cat training. You know, I I, I, I got to say, I j- naturally have always done that. I've just been like, look, you know, this is the way I came out of the box. I, you know, I, right. I, I play video games. Uh, sometimes I leave my clothes in a in a pile on the floor. And, you know, the, these pretty right. pretty classically male things. Uh, you know, I used to smoke cigars. I quit because I wanted to. But right. um, if you didn't like the cigar smoking, it's not like you didn't know I did it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, it sounds like a great thing, Steve. How can people find out uh, more about it? Uh, you know, go listen to a show and that kind of thing. Guys, get your crayons out. All you have to do is go to schoolofdating.com. We have a live web show. We have podcasts. Uh, We also have our own dating phone-free chat line where we have an average of 250 women on there. So we want to help guys build confidence up. It's a confidence thing, and, and that's the problem with a lot of guys. They don't have a lot of confidence because think about this real quick, I want to say, is that how can you learn from your dad on being a man when most dads are, number one, not there, or most dads get in trouble and they're the ones sleeping on the couch. And then that guy's trying to teach you how to be a man. (laughs) So there's a lot of young men out there who don't understand their way, and that's what we're here. We're here to show guys that you are important. You you, You don't have to put up with all the things that you see and do with women to get women in bed, because that's most most guys want to bed them. So you know. Yeah, I, you know, it, it is the motivation. It's the evolutionary imperative. So, question <laughs> for you though: yeah. I mean, what about women? I mean, you got women listeners of your show, I presume. I mean, what what yeah. is a what's a lady going to benefit from uh, listening to School of Dating? Well, where lady benefits, they know how a man thinks. And the thing is, again, I've been I've been in a ten year marriage that has no problems. And every time I have a woman that asks me. They don't want to do what it takes to be that woman in a mature relationship. Because, again, I teach my guys, when you're in a relationship, there are no Facebooks, there are no MySpaces unless you're networking. There are no male friends or anything like that because for some women, these, these, for some reason, these women think that these guys who are, quote, unquote, friends, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, he's a friend of mine. No, he's just that guy too scared to tell you he wants you, so he's just going to wait in the bullpen, hoping the moon and the stars and everything lines up. Lines you up perfect, him. Yeah. Exactly. So I always tell a woman, if you have male friends, we'll do this. Take the test. Go offer him sex. Say, look, nobody has to know. If you want it, you can have it. And I guarantee you, 99.9%, she'll take it. And that's what I'm saying. If there's an ounce of attraction with your male friend, that's a bad thing. It's not good for a relationship. Again, I'm not saying, you know, 
disregard all men, but, you know, he shouldn't be calling at 9, 10 o'clock. You shouldn't be calling him all the time. It's, I tell these women these things. You know what they say? Oh, no, I'm not getting rid of my Facebook. Well, why do you have all that Facebook with all those men on there? Do you think a man really wants to be with a woman who has a bunch of men, a bunch of strangers on your Facebook? You know, it's a lot of things. But it's, it's, the problem is we try to help women. But we've noticed that they don't really want to listen to know what they want to get a man. They don't want to do what it takes. It, it's it's very interesting. So you don't think um, I, like I'm I, I think there may be this odd situation, maybe one time out of a thousand that you're talking about a genuine male female relationship um, as, as far as uh, a friendship goes. But, I, you know, most of the time I'm just of the opinion that it's it, it you know, some guy can't get it, um, you know, get enough uh, uh, courage up to say something. <laughs> Brother or the or the buddy, you know what? I'm just talking. You know, she's like, Ooh, I'm hurting. I'm sad. I'm on my period. All this other stuff. I need to talk to you. I can't believe that jerk. He had sex with me. and He doesn't want me anymore. And the guy's sitting there eating ice cream, wearing fuzzy slippers, saying, "Oh, don't worry. He's the he's a bad guy. He's not good enough for you." And what happens? She goes back to the guy she's complaining about, and the other guy's like, "Darn, darn. Why didn't Why didn't she want Shoot. me? What's I had wrong the with me? Ice cream and the fuzzy slippers." Um, <laughs> so what does that guy do? And you know he's sitting there. The, the the situation comes back up again. There he is. She's giving him the bowl of Reese's peanut butter cup ice cream and lets him borrow the pink fuzzy slippers. And there he is again, listening to her problems. And um, you know what does he do then? Now that he's already made that bed, what's he do to to unmake it? He's in the friend zone, number one. He has to learn how to get himself out of the friend zone. And the only way yes. to do that is say, here, look here. I don't care about these other men. You need to stop telling me about these other guys. I don't want to hear about these other guys. You know what? I want to go out with you. Why don't we go do something? And you have to, you have to draw a line in the sand sometime. But the problem is these guys, there are a lot of these guys, they don't want to do that. They just, they're in the hope business. I hope if, I hope if, if she sees me, I hope everything works out. I hope that it is that, you know, it's not going to work with a woman that you like. You have to be honest with these women and tell them what your intentions are. Sounds like it's uh, it's a really great show. One more time, what's the website? Get your crayons out, <laughs> www.schoolofdating.com. Something that your dad will, oh wait, something that your mother can't teach you, and most of the times your dad won't. Schoolofdating.com, and how often do you all publish uh, shows? We have a live show every Wednesday night at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time where guys can call in. We oh, great. Usually read, yeah, we read emails for the guys, so you can call in, ask us a question. We're here for you, man. Hey, thanks so much for taking thanks, the time Steve. out. We've got to get ready for our show here shortly. So, uh, Steve, really Absolutely. appreciate hearing from you. Thank you, guys. I have a good one. Thanks, fellas. Keep up the good work. Good night. All right. Thank you. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine, nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today.